0: Listening to the Naked and Known podcast, where we want to break down the fear of imperfection and find true healing through the practice of vulnerability.
1: Well, hello, friends! We are back, and it is 2021. So it's been a it's been a Happy little bit. Happy New Year! Happy yep. New Year! <laughs> <laughs> I know. So uh, we have some awesome guests here. They are actually part of my family. So related to Robbie. Robbie's cousin, Jordan, and Brett. And so uh, we just want to share their story tonight. And first, I wanted to ask you guys, because you guys have been married how many years? Almost five. Five summer. years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, And something I was thinking, like going into marriage, it's like you're like so – I don't know if you guys were this way, but you're like so infatuated with each other. You're like so <laughs> like –
2: were I don't you, know, though? They so, have to yeah, I answer that. That's well, a question. I mean, no,
1: I'm not saying that about you. I'm like, most couples are like, oh, yes, it's going to be a wonderful marriage, and all these things. What was, like, the most surprising thing to you about each other when you first got married? Do you have— do you Well, have and interde- <laughs> introduce <laughs> yourself,
0: like, oh, yeah. so they know oh, your voice. Yeah. yeah.
3: Hi, <laughs> I'm Jordan, and I am Robbie's cousin. Yeah. To fill in the gaps. So Yeah, okay. Tia and I are cousins through marriage. Um.
4: And we're husband and wife through marriage, too. <laughs> and also That's through true. marriage. Who are you? I'm Brett. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. So, we were talking about this because we couldn't really think of anything. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I think— Well, okay we, did, no, we did think of we can things. We could think of but, a new question. <laughs> um, <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> no, for me, it was so—I don't know how to phrase this. I'll have to, like, explain after I say it. Yeah. I didn't realize how, like, accident-prone— Brett is, but by <laughs> accident I mean like, like Timothy Green's no good, very bad day. Like
2: Aww. your ti-
3: like your tire popping, locking the keys in your car, oh, tripping down, yeah. like just like like, like mishaps. the dog incident? Yeah, stepping like, on our dog. <laughs> like
0: just like
2: <laughs> mishaps
0: happen
3: Wallets, a lot.
0: Well, losing like his wallet, losing like his phone. all in clumps like one day it'll be really bad or is it just kind of it just like happens a lot just like his life oh my goodness so like for example
3: there's this one (laughs) gas station in our town um and we live in bloomington (laughs) illinois shout out to central illinois people um (laughs) and there's this one gas station on our way home that we like get gas at most of the time and he's we've had to stop there for our car like three times but it's convenient because our like best friends live like three blocks from this gas station. So he's walk just walks to their house. Like he locked the, he locked himself out of the car oh, getting gas goodness. once. Oh, A no. tire popped once and we were there. Oh. And it was also like raining. So we had to like wait both times. It was I think, raining. Yeah, most of the
4: time it's raining. Yeah. Oh, it's
3: man. Raining. That's t- so that's I like so knew he was right. like clumsy and like, you know, that kind of stuff. But I didn't realize like, oh, I have now signed up for these. <laughs> Instances that You've are taken inconvenient. it in stride,
4: though, and yeah. t- like now I'm it like took it's some whatever. But yeah. she almost left me in Alaska when I forgot oh, my wallet I, at I our friend's house. Oh, I was no. so mad. She had to speed back across. Probably one of the speed times back I've been the Anchorage. most
3: angry at you. Yeah. Wow. Do you oh, want wow. me to tell this story?
1: Yeah. Okay. sure. Absolutely. It can be.
3: <laughs> I can be quick. So we, one of my best friends from college, is from Anchorage, Alaska, and mm-hmm. so. Um, The year after, in 2017, we went there and stayed with her family, and it was awesome, great, totally, everybody should go to Alaska. It's beautiful. Well, on our way home, so I'm always like, Brett, do you have this, this, this when we travel? Because he forgets things a lot. Right. Specifically his wallet. (laughs) And so on the way home, we had a really early flight, like 5 a.m. or something. And so uh, my friend Johanna was driving us to the airport, and we get there, and we, like, had enough time, but Anchorage, the airport isn't huge, so we didn't give ourselves, like, a ton of time because it wasn't going to take very long to get on this plane. Yeah. And so we're doing the, like, pre-security thing where you grab everything so that you're, like, can just go in with ease. Well, he's, like, looking around. He's, like, do you have my my wallet?
2: I'm, like, "Uh."
3: No. Like, why would I have your wallet?
4: It's been, like patting down every <laughs> Oh, I'm sure I have it. I have. Like,
3: oh. yeah, he looks like Amy Poehler and Baby Mama when she's like, <laughs> "I'll give you some money for gas," and is like tapping her person. Oh in. my
0: goodness, I just watched that movie not that long it's <laughs> so it ago. It's few months ago. It's so
3: really funny. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite movies.
0: Um, and so
3: I'm like, "Do you have it?" I don't know. Okay, so I like call my friend Johanna. She's like almost at her house, and it's like. I mean, we didn't give— We gave ourselves maybe, like, an hour until our flight was leaving. Not even, like, boarding. And so I'm like, I think Brett left his wallet. I don't know. She had, like, just gotten home. So she's, like, looking around everywhere, and it was in her car he had left (laughs) it. Like, from a previous place we had gone, he had put it, like, in the— Middle console or pocket. something.
2: Oh.
3: So she finds it. I've done that so before. she spends, oh. you know, like ten minutes looking for it. It's like, and I was I was honestly so close to just being like, I'm going home. I'm gonna leave you, you can <laughs> figure Guys, out how to the get look home.
4: in her eye. I, I thought so, she might leave me. I
2: was so oh, mad.
4: in Anchorage, Alaska.
3: <laughs> I was but it's like to preface this. Stuff happened yeah. a lot. Totally. With the wallet specifically like our uh-huh. first year of yeah. marriage. The yeah. wallet was like the first thing. <laughs> then he got the thing on the back of his phone and that's helped.
1: Does it alert you where your wallet is or something? No, like the, oh. just the little
3: holder that you can put the Oh, like yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Almost so almost never has used my wallet. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I just
4: forget it. Yeah. So, yeah, so
0: she likes that too. Yeah. It's like he won't yeah. drive with it. I'm like, you you should probably have your license. He does, like he if does, you're driving and he's like, like, so Man. if you get pulled over. Yeah, but okay, Steve did get pulled over <laughs> Yeah. because our oh, our no. license plate was we yeah. hadn't gotten the yeah. new stickers because the whole tornado yeah. issue. And they were like, oh, okay. Like, let him go. I'm Yeah.
3: Like, you didn't even <laughs> join it. Being oh. a white male <laughs> really good to You get away with that exactly. stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, That's true. But sorry. Anyway, so she gets there in like the nick of time. We're literally, we were literally like sprint. They're calling yep. our names over
2: the thing. Oh, like, no, like you know, <gasps> you're late for a flight when they're like, oh, Brett oh, and Jordan and no.
3: Mueller, your flight is leaving. And we're like sprinting <gasps> mm-hmm. to our gate and they're like about to close it. And the lady's like, Where have you been? We've been calling you. I'm like, <laughs> My husband, whatever. And we're like, Walk on, <laughs> we like made it. It's, I don't know how wow. we made it, but that kind of stuff. I, think- I was so, but. So, I, I don't get that angry anymore though with the, the stuff because a lot of it's out of your control. She, at this point. She's gotten that wasn't very
4: patient with me, yeah. which I appreciate.
3: I'm just like, oh, that's so, Brett. Did
0: you know? Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> I feel like connected to you in some way, Brett, because mm-hmm. I feel like I've had so many bad things in my life. Just like when when unlucky I think about situation. it, just like. Literally, when I was born and came home from the hospital, my house was on fire. What? Like, literally burning oh my down. My mom was like, saw all these people in our yard and was like, John, did you, you know, did yes. you set a party for us? She's like, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. see a bunch of people. I was her fourth child, you know. And um, oh no, gosh. it was actually because the house was on fire. Oh. The fire trucks were around the other side. So that then like, you know, the I don't know. The tornado, I feel like, was another thing. What else happened? There was another, like, natural disaster thing. Anyways.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she
4: started, like, (laughs) listing them. I'm
0: I'm like, like, yeah. Like, this is a lot to happen to one person. Like, did you ever feel superstitious about it, or like you?
4: No. Well, I think I'm like, this is maybe loosely connected, but I'm pretty clumsy. And uh-huh. so, even growing up, I would just like fall down the stairs all he the time. Trips and I'm like, very, I'm athletic, <laughs> on the stairs.
0: yeah,
1: but
4: I'm clumsy, yeah. So it like walking contradiction sort of thing. See, you're so you're a really
1: good basketball yeah, player, though. But I on, like uh, <laughs> stairs, I've seen still, you play. honestly,
4: stairs. I'm really bad at stairs. Yeah. Operating my legs <laughs> dropped, on them.
3: He dropped our son when oh. he was about a year old, walking on the because oh. he tripped down I, the stairs. Brett That's a sort of. Feeling. I held
4: on to him, but we both did like a <laughs> okay, skid yeah. down oh, man. down the stairs. I don't really. Yeah, I
3: don't really let him.
4: Walk everybody down the was okay. with Small children. <laughs> no, no, no.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I don't. And I think part of it is a forgetfulness sure. and a lack of like attentiveness yeah. to details. That's sure. why we're good. For I'm just each like other. big picture. Here's what sure. we're doing. Here's where we're going. Yeah. Okay. I'm more optimistic and like trusting. And gotcha. so Jordan is like. Preparation the one queen sure we have so, yeah
0: boarding passes and
4: which is great IDs. and it's what I yeah. need.
0: You're yeah, thinking yeah. about the fun you're gonna have on yeah. that trip to Alaska. So it's and mainly I'm self. I'm sweating bullets because I know
3: <laughs> Brett's forgotten something. It's self- but you forget but I don't this know time. what. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hopefully it's just your deodorant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's
3: yeah. I think that was. I think I knew that a little bit going into marriage, but I was blinded by sure. oh. young love. And then oh, totally. You share a bank account and things with people, and you're like, oh, I have to pay. <laughs> For these mishaps sometimes.
1: Yeah. yeah so yeah. so what about you, Brett? I think
4: with Jordan, I don't know that there were any, like, huge character surprises. Or, like, I think we did a good job of, like, trying to get to know one another on, on a deep level. I think it was yeah. more just the, like, sillier superficial things. Like, I, I knew that she loved music. I knew that she was into hip-hop. But, like… The how deep she could go on like Carter 4, Lil Wayne.
1: <laughs> I don't know it was this about you. Very surprising. <laughs> High wow. Jordan.
4: And so it was like some of that where it's like, oh, Pop- we like culture. met on this uh, college outreach ministry uh, <laughs> missions trip and like girl can spit bars
1: she can bust a <laughs> move.
4: with the best of them. So I think like stuff like that or like new we had gotten you know went on a lot of dates and had a lot of ice cream but like <laughs> i think i underestimated the affinity and love for ice cream that she had and so like I I like it. you eat you the eat the whole quart the, yes yeah which right. uh, we when didn't you buy it we didn't right. get like, ice cream very much growing up mm-hmm. and so and we almost we would maybe get a cone out somewhere we would never like buy it and bring it home get it, like a pint or a mm-hmm. quart yeah and so i it was a new world opened up to me where I could never trust that that pint or that quart that we got was going to be there the next day. Like, if <laughs> I wanted now. some, get it. Like, get it
3: in ice now. cream more now than you did
4: before yeah. you met. Oh, I mean, I've yeah. consumed many times more ice cream in the last five years than I had the previous <laughs> 20.
0: I love it.
4: Far and away. Right.
0: It's awesome. I need to hang out with you guys.
4: Yeah, Eat <laughs> I ice, cream, love ice cream. Listen to Wayne.
0: Listen to Lil Wayne. We don't
4: <laughs> do too much of the latter anymore.
3: Listen <laughs> to Fireman and eat ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <It> sounds perfect. <laughs> it
4: does.
1: I guess we can just go into your guys' story. Like yeah. what's what's kind of been... Do you want go-
3: how we met? Or did Brett... Oh, yeah, you? yeah,
1: yeah. Tell, tell how you guys met. Yeah, that's great.
4: I can go into it. We were both a part of a college ministry called Crew. I went to University of Illinois in Champaign, and Jordan went to Loyola in Chicago. And every summer, Crew has different ministry missions trips around the country and around the world focused on, you know, discipleship and evangelism. And so Jordan was the only person from Loyola that came, and I I went with nine or ten other people from U of I. Lame. Yeah, lame. (laughs) And we met there and we hit it off pretty quickly as friends. Like almost immediately. He
3: thought it was really funny.
4: I did think she was very funny. <laughs> I, I I, could tell that she also thought she was very funny. <laughs> um, I don't know if, if that's a good You could just
0: or, see her eye roll. At that <laughs> Maybe that was a good or a bad thing. I don't, I don't know.
4: <laughs> she um, knows
0: it.
3: <laughs> but we… You are funny though. It was though. mutual though. We like oh, yeah, have we, a very similar sense of
4: humor. We hit it off quickly yeah. and… It just honestly, it just took me a while to understand, to realize that I liked her. Um, yeah. I was young a and while. young and dumb. And so then finally, after a few <laughs> weeks, some of my friends were like, dude, are you going to like ask her out on a date or what? Because we'd been hanging out more and in groups going places a lot. And so I asked her out there in Ocean City. So it was kind of fun. We forget that we met in, yeah, in New Jersey. We were there for 12 weeks and started dating oh, wow. like that second half of the summer and came back and kind of took things slow for, for a few weeks. Asked
3: me to be his girlfriend on a Chicago City bus. Yeah. Ooh, that's Fair.
4: romantic. Class a. <laughs> Classic. A. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
3: Um <laughs> probably smelled like urine. <laughs>
0: Most
2: do. Probably yeah. CTA, yeah. <laughs> probably.
4: Yeah, so it was kind of fun. We we forget a lot that we met out there and mm-hmm. had some really fun first dates yeah. and got to you know, we lived two blocks from two blocks from the ocean for a few months oh, and so
0: fun. got to do
4: a lot of fun stuff, kayaking and going to the beach and going to yeah. the zoo and then the rest is history.
2: Well, so then, then were you we you kind of long engaged. distance. Yeah. After so, okay, I um, mean, Brett's a year younger
0: far, but, than me. Okay.
3: Um, in school and so he, I like to think because of me, um, graduated in three years. <laughs> oh, I graduated okay. in four, like okay. a normal person, <laughs> and or um, seven,
0: like me. That's <laughs> like someone
2: <laughs> just like trying sister. to <laughs> do the bare minimum <laughs> the college. Route.
3: Um, but yeah, so we were long distance. His family, um, is. His parents lived in Pontiac, Illinois, which is kind of a little closer than Champaign. But, yeah, we would drive or sometimes I'd take the Amtrak or whatnot. Um, And then we got engaged in October of 2015. And we were very – I should backtrack. We were very long distance because I studied abroad um, in Rome
2: in the spring of
3: twenty or the spring of 2015. twenty fifth. So we met and so summer we, like, of 2014. so we met 2014, started yeah. dating in September and I was like, are you sure you want to date me? I'm leaving like girl, yeah, for like yeah. 4 <laughs> months. He came to visit me actually. So I knew he had to really oh, like me. Oh wow. I did.
4: Yeah, I took That this, could be its own podcast. I found the, the che- <laughs> yeah. That that's a tangent. <laughs> yeah. How'd I found you get the there, cheapest <laughs> possible yeah. flight out of oh, the United no. States of America going to Rome, which Coincidentally, was out of Washington, D.C., so I had a few days. I road tripped out there by myself. Wow. I slept in parking lots and <gasps> hiked mountains. Oh, my And word. then I flew… <laughs> a a Russian airline that you've never heard of <laughs> oh, wow. with it's like golf. a nine hour layover Maybe in Moscow. Maybe will sponsor oh your podcast. They were good. Aeroflot. They did me good. They did yeah. me good. It was yeah, good. a layover food.
3: in Moscow to go back to Rome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they like, didn't even sense.
1: check your ID, I'm no. <laughs> sure. No. no. You,
4: no. Didn't
2: you didn't have it anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: didn't have Jordan. Whatever. The, didn't have a passport. <laughs> I, yeah. It's all good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, but that was fun. It was
4: funny, that was a fun week Yeah, so we were
3: long distance. Got engaged in October of 2015,
4: 2015,
3: and then we got married in June of 2016, yep. right after we both graduated college, no jobs. Yep, in May. Okay. Living off Wait. our wedding money, thought we were rich until <laughs> oh, so that was gone. Oh in my word. Two months. We did the <laughs> yeah. same thing.
1: Your anniversary is June 5th, right? Yeah. Yours is the 4th. Oh, yeah. Is oh, it's the 4th. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's fun. They're celebrating 10 years. So you're coming. Wow. wow. Yeah. Did you say you're coming up then on. Five. Five. Wait five years. Okay, for five years. So what happened after that? Then, yeah. What happened after that? Guys? Yeah. How was? Were kids like part of your plan from the beginning, or what was your? Yeah,
3: I think we. So we, I should say, like I was on birth control, so we weren't like okay. actively trying to get pregnant. Um, but we knew that maybe like sooner in marriage, rather than later, that we'd probably want to start trying. Um basically meaning like not inhibit mm-hmm. the ability to get pregnant. Um and so yeah, we were married for almost a year. Um I got pregnant around like May, June of 2017. Um so a surprise.
2: If Aww. you don't
3: take the pill on time, you will get pregnant. So that's true sometimes when they tell on you the that. Pill. Sometimes even yep. on right. the pill. Yeah. If you forget a couple days, it's not going to work. That is crazy. <laughs> um, it doesn't,
1: it like leaves your system that quickly. It is crazy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, and I was one of those, like, we got married and I'm like, I'm pregnant every month. Cause I was like, uh-huh. ter- I don't know. Is that something like <laughs> mm-hmm. Christian girls do and they like get married? Oh and, man.
4: I was freaking out. I'm always like, like yeah. I'm
3: pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm good. I think I'm pregnant. And he's like, no, finally, after like four months, he's like, you're not pregnant. Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Like, did you have signs of it? Or no, you just I was fell? just like, what if I'm pregnant? I'm like a think about every case scenario thing. I don't know.
4: Yeah. No, it was like, it was stupid because two days I was, yeah. early, she wouldn't have had it yet. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. mm-hmm.
2: that, right. <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah.
4: So it must be. And, but it was, I, and I wanted to have kids. Like, I, I yeah. love, the idea of, of a family and potentially a big ish family. Yeah. Um
3: <laughs> as long as I'm not popping. And so I'm like, I, I can
4: <laughs> I, I can get on board with this if that's the plan, but stop scaring me. And yeah. so yeah.
3: We you, didn't know each other well enough yet that I'm like giving him anxiety. And <laughs>
1: yeah. So, but you guys had dreams of like doing mission work and yeah, doing yeah. that we too, right? Yeah. We so
3: we were like after I think before we got married and we were trying to figure out what we were going to do, um, cause neither of us studied things that would have been like a, an automatic or a natural like career path. Um, we knew that like eventually we would probably want to do missions and we kind of looked into that, but with student loans and stuff, that just wasn't mm-hmm. really a reality at the time. So when we moved to Bloomington because Brett got a job with, um, a mid level insurance company, not State Farm. For anybody who knows that State Farm is headquartered in Bloomington, um, yeah. So that brought us to Bloomington. Um, We don't really like plan stuff. We did. We just did a lot of just did stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> like well, newly married. Yeah, people. processing
1: those dreams and all yeah. That,
4: so. When it kind of it kind of worked out too, because the more we talked to people, seeing the value of letting yourself grow up a little bit, yeah, like versus. Totally. I have ambition, I have passion, like, let's go save the world. Right. And the roots of that are really good. But sometimes from a strategic perspective, maybe get your feet wet, grow, yeah. develop your your character, develop as a person and where you mm-hmm. think you're wired. And that really was one of the big pieces of advice that our, our pastor gave us um, pretty soon after we got married and move, moved to Bloomington. Uh, not even knowing us that well but seeing so many examples go before us of yeah. people that maybe did or didn't and the way in which some of that waywardness of not knowing where you land and just you know doing it in the name of being being young right um you know really might not allow you to 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 get where you want to go or kind of feel out what your niche might be um That's so good. we're still really we're still figuring that out mm-hmm. but I think we feel in a better spot with that and more comfortable with that cuz we've kind of seen how we've how we've been able to develop yeah through it
3: when we realized okay we're probably going to be where we are for a few years at least I think that probably introduced like oh we want to have kids we would want to have them sooner rather mm-hmm. than later yeah okay um if you know that was in the cards for us. Um. So, but it was a surprise when we got pregnant because we weren't like trying. Okay. I just user error. Yeah. With user hill. error. So
4: <laughs> right, it was like we were yeah. thinking maybe later that year versus the middle of twenty seventeen. Gotcha. Like it wasn't yeah. years off. Right. So, right. At least there was yeah. some mental preparation so in, for both. Of yeah. Us.
3: yeah. So I think in that aspect, it's like not. It wasn't scary because we had been thinking about it. But it was like, oh, this is real. Like, uh-huh. this is real. Like, something yes. is telling me on a test that, like, there's a uh-huh. human that's growing inside me. And that's obviously very—you can't—you th- don't experience that until you experience that. It's a yeah. very unique experience. So, um, it kind of puts things into perspective. And we had just bought a house— Stupidly and impulsively. Perfect um, Yeah, we didn't even know I was pregnant though. We bought the house and then found out I was pregnant. Probably wouldn't have bought that yeah. house had right. we known I was pregnant.
4: It's worked out. We at least like didn't buy way too much house and we're yeah, that Yeah, no, dumb, it's more. But okay. it was <laughs> all of the house, yeah, definitely for, too spontaneous. Yeah, they make yeah. that process really easy. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah they do. <laughs> it's it's, too easy. Yeah. I know. So yeah, we. Uh, yeah, would have found out I was pregnant in— I was trying to think about this, Brett. Was it, like, June or was it, like, July? Maybe it was June, and then July was when I had my first doctor's appointment, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I okay. think so.
1: So, Jordan, what was your pregnancy like when you— Like, your first appointment? How are you feeling? Yeah. All those things. So, I
3: felt pretty good, honestly, all things considered. Um, I, yeah, I was working a job at the time where I was— um directing a summer camp. Oh, yeah. Um, And so I was outside a lot. Yeah, it was fun, except I hate summer.
0: Oh.
3: (laughs) Like, no, I hate hot weather, (laughs) I should say. Oh, sure. Okay. So I I don't mind being outside or things like that. And, like, thankfully, I was, like, the morning time slot. So, like, it was a little bit cooler throughout the day. But that was the hardest part, honestly, was, like, those, you know, that first— few weeks Ugh. starting to get nauseous it's yeah. warmer out that kind of thing Oof. listeners I, can't
4: see jordan's very fair skinned yeah
3: <laughs> she's beautiful very skin, pale though. yeah um and so yeah i was pretty okay though as long as i like ate something in the mm, morning and didn't okay. have an empty as long as i didn't allow myself to have an empty stomach mm-hmm. ever i would, right? yeah ever Same. like i was okay <laughs> yep um so i was really fortunate in that like i had a little bit of nausea but it really wasn't bad and i actually never threw like threw up or got Sick that way, I think. So I thought I was farther along than I was. I thought I was maybe like ten weeks. Okay. Um, by the time this appointment would have been scheduled, so um, I think at least the my OB they see people around like I think eight or ten weeks. So they were like, okay, we'll schedule you in July, and um, like based off of my last period or whatever. Um, but then they couldn't hear the heartbeat from the. What's that thing they do on that? Dappler. the Doppler? The yeah. Doppler. So they're like, we'll do an internal, and I ended up only—I mm-hmm. was only like five or six weeks. Oh, okay, pregnant. Oh, wow. so gotcha. uh, baby was little. Yeah, so we were really excited, and I think just with you know, having a house and we were closing soon. Just a lot of, like, change. It felt very adult. Now looking back, I'm like, oh, we're like, buy a house. We're like going to have a kid. Right. You know, all these. We had a dog. We had a dog. So. Perfect. Meanwhile, we're, the...
4: we're actually very young. Yeah. And not yeah, very, very smart. Yeah. Like, I was right?
3: 23 <laughs> when I got pregnant with Ezra. You were 22.
2: Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So we were young.
3: I mean, we got married really young. Yeah. Too, uh, we so.
2: did too.
4: Well, it was (laughs) exciting to me too because I think once we started going to these appointments, once we started seeing the reality of it, there was this wonder that I… Kind of came to realize it's like holy cow, what a miracle this is, and so right. I'm like looking at it and like following all the yeah. baby center Aww. stuff. Like Brent's oh, they're much more. They're a blueberry um, today, and now they're yeah. a lima oh. bean. He's much that.
3: more sentimental than I am. And so, so I, yeah, there were
4: some yeah. times I was like full bore into it. Like he would tell me out, like,
3: "Do you know that this has happened? Like, yeah, what are you doing at work? <laughs> Thanks." Like, <it's> got <laughs> yeah. Little dimples
4: that become the Aww. eyes and looks, yeah. then like a tadpole and all that. Yeah, it was. Fascinating. He could to probably me.
3: tell you more about the stages. So, of, uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, but that was fun. Than I could. That and I think awesome. that
4: even just made it more real. Like yeah. those first appointments, sure. seeing the development. Yeah. Because it's kind of a detached reality at a certain point for the man because you're mm-hmm. not feeling all right. like the bodily changes yeah. until like Jordan started showing it really was very abstract.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Well, and even, there's a human in there. What? And honestly, right. even as a woman it's i've had yeah. two kids and i birthed two kids and i'm still like oh there's a baby in there like mm-hmm. it's still <laughs> like a you know it's there you're experiencing it cuz you're they're inside your body right. but it's a it is a miracle mm-hmm. for sure
0: you no, know, like crazy hormone changes, mood swings, or anything, Brett. <laughs> I, I
3: mean, no, I'm she sure had, there she were was pretty stable, times. Just like, me, no okay, idea. cool. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I should preface with like I am not very in touch with my emotions, okay, to a fault. Hmm. So a lot, yeah. I'm just not a very emotional person.
4: Just doesn't always, you don't always put a lot of stock in that for yourself. It's yeah. like this is or the situation like, at hand. I mm-hmm.
3: don't know how to identify how I feel about mm-hmm. things. Sure. Okay. I'm sure my therapist will figure that out. Sometimes. They're in <laughs> yeah. there. You are emotional. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. But if they, oh, they maybe come out different yeah. ways. Yeah. I just or don't totally um, present them. So, sure. Yeah. sure.
2: Hey, we're all still yeah.
1: figuring ourselves out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> continual yeah. process in life. <laughs> I just feel like
3: with this, <laughs> us talking about like our our son it, I don't want people to be like oh she's like cold-hearted <laughs> like I'm trying no, yeah
2: to figure out
1: no, I, I feel. think a lot of people she can is. relate yeah. to that though like I feel like mm-hmm. in Robbie and I's relationship he's the really emotional one and I've that's kind of become that's us not like hard well I'm, I'm probably hard-hearted most of the time <laughs> no, but I become a little more cynical judgmental I'm like you know and I think yeah. either the world has done that to you or circumstances have kind of done that and Robbie's heart's always still open and has mm-hmm. like this beautiful look of life. It's like my brother. Yeah. I think
3: too for me, it's definitely like the cynicism, but I think also like I'm a very pragmatic person. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the problem. What's right. the solution? Let's Rational. do what needs to happen yeah. uh-huh. to get mm-hmm. the solution. Sure. And totally. And I'm not going to let how I feel get in the way because that's just going to inhibit what needs to get done mm-hmm. from getting done. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Which is not, not a healthy way to process things. I think sometimes maybe people who are more emotional might be like, oh, I wish I could just compartmentalize totally. stuff. But you need a balance for it's sure. A balance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: And I think there's a positive side to that too, which sort of played out later on yeah. in the pregnancy, if we can just yeah, yeah, sort go of continue it. the story. Yeah. So please do. At the, the 18, 20 week um, anatomy scan, We we went in for the appointment and we're really excited. You're seeing their their growth and development.
0: Well, were you finding out? No, and we were not finding out the gender. So that was every
4: appointment was like the big thing
3: on our mind was like we don't want to accidentally find out. Yeah, the sex. Um,
4: Right. Yeah. Yes, we didn't want to find that out. Like, is that a leg or a? Whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> and
2: <laughs> and a- so,
4: and, and so, we were just going about that that day, that specific meeting, just as usual. And there, I don't think
3: it even crossed my mind, like something could be wrong. Yeah, I never ever thought that.
2: Mm, yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
4: And but the tech was taking just a, like a little bit longer with some of the readings and some of the imaging, mm. and then eventually, after probably ten minutes or so, of trying to get some more specific th- shots
3: and mm. so then it was like she was like okay i'm going to go get um dr dalton and then she'll get you finished up like very nonchalant but i mm-hmm. was like there's got yeah. like there's got to yeah. be something that they're looking at yeah. and so then she came in and she like looked around and she's like i love my doctor i wish it's so yeah i wish we could be best friends but i have to be <laughs> I feel that way about my she's got that no? yeah <laughs> it's great when that happens but um and so she was just like Baby looks really healthy and, like, growing right, but it does look like they have a cleft lip, and we don't know if there's a cleft palate yet because Mm -hmm. you would need to get more imaging. So she just—yeah, and then we're kind of like—I was like, isn't that what happens to the kids in, like, the really Mm -hmm. sad Sarah McLachlan uh, commercials at, like, 3 a.m. on ABC (laughs) Family or
4: something? Yeah, and if we so, would have thought of other diagnoses, it yeah, w- w- would not have even been crossed my mind. Yeah.
3: So she and she was really great of like answering whatever she could, but it's really hard because the ultrasounds that you get with typical pregnancies show what's needed, but they're not as in-depth as like 3D or other ultrasounds. So um, you know, she could see the lip because basically like
2: mm-hmm. it's
3: it would have been a dark spot because the light Spots are what the sound is reverberating off of. So it's dark because oh, wow. there's no tissue there. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was you know really obvious to her. To us, we were kind of like,
2: okay, yeah, yeah. it's a spec. Like, yeah. I mean, no, yeah, sure. I could I'm never like, are tell are what sure? they look like like yeah. that early right. on the babies and
3: stuff. So, wow. so then um, from that point on, we were referred to um, maternal fetal, which is like okay. a a doctor who works with, like, high-risk pregnancies or if there's something abnormal with mom or with baby right. um, during pregnancy. So okay. um, so we had to go to Peoria because oh, Bloomington wow. didn't have a maternal fetal at the time. Um, and so there's a children's hospital there. And so we went there um, for the initial appointment with this very interesting maternal kind of fetal eclectic, doctor. She yeah. was a very... <laughs> Eclectic lady who liked to tell me about, uh, like extreme birth stories of like oh, 14 wow. pound babies she delivered. Oh, and I'm
2: man. like, Yeah, later oh, on thanks. in the pregnancy,
4: <laughs> she was saying, like Oh, he's tracking to be like, Well, or we didn't, we still big, didn't know it was a boy, or tracking yeah. to be big, like 11 yeah. plus pounds. And, and I'm one, like she was like imitating the, the Jaws theme song at one oh, point, and like, You're like, oh, I, I should
3: say uh, that. Uh, oh, oh, oh. That giving birth, <laughs> not to freak not giving, you out. giving yeah. birth, yeah, you're right. gonna give birth, was to and still is like one of my biggest real fears. So you have like oh. irrational fears. <laughs> right, right. Giving totally. birth is like when I, I was so scared when I found out I was pregnant because I oh, knew yes. I'm I have to birth this kid right. Like there's nothing else out. I can do. Don't the other option it's is so, surgery, yeah. which I also don't want. Right. So <laughs> totally. yeah. Um, there's only so two options. I'm like, I am know. <laughs> wanting to throw up in this like (laughs) seat because she's talking about that but yeah so back to that so a 3D ultrasound um would confirm if there was a cleft palate but confirm the cleft lip but that was they wouldn't be referring you if they really didn't think there was one um So confirm that and the cleft palate, but then also sometimes clefts can be associated, especially when there's a cleft lip and a cleft palate, with other syndromes. So they would want to take more measurements. Sometimes like Down syndrome can have that and then also heart defects. So look at some of those correlations, which um, there weren't any for, for Ezra. So it was just an isolated...
4: Cleft lip and, and palate. Cliff yeah. So
3: yeah, tell the
0: just tell yeah. a little bit like what that even means yeah. if people haven't yeah, heard of it sure. or like you know yeah. So um I can start with a cleft lip or what you even learned because maybe you didn't. Yeah, I mean you probably didn't know that I much think, about it before. I'm guessing I think we definitely you had, like
3: had heard of it, and this is what's so tricky is because like I do remember my ob saying, "Do not go home," and Google Google this. oh <laughs> like that. Was, she's like, "You're you gonna yeah." She said, "But if you want to, here are like." some resources that you could like the national cleft lip and Palate association or some different children's hospitals and stuff. Um, But basically, so a cleft lip is when your lip tissue does not connect correctly in utero. And so you're actually by nine weeks, your lips are formed. So, it's not something that will correct itself because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was a question we got a lot. Um, was like, oh well, you know, maybe
0: they'll grow out of it, or something. yeah, yeah right. it'll
3: develop. And it's yeah. like, no, like by nine weeks, your okay. your mouth is formed wow. for the lip. How crazy and it is! Crazy, yeah, and so, so um, yeah. and so, it's not an issue of there not being tissue, which is often kind of the thought. Because if you look at a child with a cleft, like anybody listening, you could mm-hmm. Google, you know, cleft lip, and it. Looks, a there's yeah. a gap in mm-hmm. someone's mouth, so you can see the inside of their mouth because their lips not closed, um, and sometimes that can happen on one side or on both sides. With with our son, he had it on one side. So, um, but back to kind of the tissue thing. So it's not an issue of the tissue not being there. It's that it's attached in the wrong spots, um, which I can kind of talk about later on with surgery and stuff, how they would repair Mm -hmm. that. But that's a, yeah. So the tissue, the appropriate tissue is there. It's just that it forms and it connects incorrectly from some, in Ezra's case, random, Mm -hmm. you know, genetic misinformation when he was forming. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a cleft palate is similar in that, um, well, I should say your palate is the roof of your mouth. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you put your... Tongue on the roof of your mouth, that's your palate. Um, you also have a soft palate if you run your tongue towards the back of your throat when it gets squishy. That's your soft palate. So mm-hmm. most kids who have a cleft palate are going to have their hard palate and their soft palate both be missing. And so missing tissue, or not missing tissue, but it's also attached in the wrong location. So um, there's a hole that goes up into the nasal cavity. Mm. Um you know, and the severity is gonna depend on different situations. Every kid's gonna have a different um severity. Um, but for for Ezra, um he had a unilateral on his was his left side.
4: Yeah, on his yeah. left side. So basically like the kind of the the third or so on the left side, mm-hmm. left center yeah. of his of his and top for lip. him
3: when when you have a cleft palate, most of the time you're also missing that part of your jaw. So his he's missing that left side of his jaw at the top on the top. Okay. Um and so yeah, it's just kind of like a yeah where your teeth would connect up. Mm -hmm, Where your teeth would connect up and stuff that just goes up into his nasal cavity. So that's kind of the like brief anatomy of
4: Clefts. Mm -hmm. So the next Question that, that we were kind of thinking about… And that might come to mind is… What are what are the implications of that necessarily? Right. So you're… As we researched it… You, you just learn… Obviously your mouth has a lot of function… But yeah. you think about… Even as babies… The development that's going on… That helps us learn how to eat… And how to talk… Right. And how to make noise… And, and all this stuff… And it's connected to To the mouth and and specifically the sucking, I to mean, the it's palate, like Literally yeah. The first, yeah. thing, the first thing a baby learns,
3: yeah. exactly, is how to suck and.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And so I think time. that's just a, a good thing to point out there because yeah. it's often seen, especially in commercials and all this stuff that we would see. There's a a cosmetic sort of mm-hmm. skew to understanding mm-hmm. clefts, and then it's like, oh, you just you do, you do a surgery and everything's all better, and whether you do the surgery or not. Um, there's still going to be ramifications for sure. how they, you know, how they learn to well, talk, and, and and so trying to yeah. even at this point, so you could say chronologically, we're halfway through the pregnancy. Yeah, we're kind of figuring out, okay, what are the next steps and learning about all all the mm. all the steps and stages that would take place as far as where do we go from here now yeah. that we have this.
3: Well, and I was even going to add on to that, like so. I meant to say with the palate that's formed by 12 weeks. So all of this is, like, wow. very early on yeah. in utero that your mouth I didn't know that. is formed. Um, and so, yeah, and so these things can happen together. They can happen separately. There's kids mm-hmm. that might just have a cleft lip. There's some kids that might have a cleft palate. Sometimes they might have a soft palate only, you know, or a hard palate. And so I think that it's, like, 1 in 900 that you would have a cleft lip and a cleft palate. But it's actually one of the most common birth defects. So Mm. birth defects aren't common. So even though it's like 1 in 900 sounds like a lot, it's like, well, that's, you know, not 1 in Mm -hmm. 25,000 or, you know, some of these other more rare symptoms or uh, birth defects. So still very rare, but once you, like, have a child, you realize, oh, there's all these different. There Mm -hmm. are other kids in the United States that get this. And with Ezra's situation specifically, like, there was nothing I did Mm -hmm. in pregnancy that caused this. Like, it was a random mutation. There are sometimes there's certain—obviously, like, drugs or alcohol can increase birth defects, but also certain medications that people might be on can be a risk factor Mm -hmm. um, and can cause birth defects as well. So his is just considered a random— unknown cause, wow. basically, for how why did, he had it.
0: How did that feel, like, to hear that stat, though? I mean, mm-hmm. like, one yeah. in 900, I still feel like that would be like, well, why is it happening to <laughs> right. us, though, yeah. about, Right, You know? Or, like, how did, I don't know. Yeah. yeah how'd you get Maybe you don't want to talk about the emotional part of it, but oh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I don't mind. <laughs> it's what we're here for, right? she, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I am <laughs> getting to hear just what, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just picking on yeah. Jordan. Yeah, I don't. <laughs>
3: I don't, I still don't really know how I felt. Like, I still mm-hmm. feel like now having our second child, I think I'm realizing, mm. processing that what we went through wasn't typical and wasn't sure. normal. I don't, with, I don't think I ever felt like angry. Mm. I think it's a lot of confusion, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think I still feel that way because I think, I've never felt, like, angry at God for, like, why did you do this to my kid or even to mm-hmm. me? Like, why are you making my life harder than what I thought it was going to be? I think I'm someone that if stuff is going to be hard, I want to see the fruit that it bears. Mm-hmm. And so I more have to wrestle with, like, I might never really know or never have an answer of why Ezra right. was born the way right. he was born. Um and that's okay. Like, I have to be okay mm. with that. So I think more sometimes it's just confusion because clefts are just a weird—they're really hard. And there's a lot of aspects that are really hard. But for kids born in the United States, intervention is accessible.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
3: they're also—they go on to live normal i use that word again. They go on <laughs> to live productive— successful Overall adult life. Yeah. Like, right. It isn't something that when he's 40 that he's probably right. really going to be dealing with. So it's just a very, that's where it's like the confusion. It's like mm-hmm. this is just such a strange,
0: his
3: strange childhood. birth defect. Yeah, yeah most right. of his childhood is going to be stamped by this, which is then going to
4: affect the kind of adult he is. Yeah. Um, and Brett, I think like, you figuring out like, even during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like what to do with yeah. that confusion. Or mm-hmm. even if it's not anger or frustration. Just mm-hmm. like how, how do I emotionally walk through this? Yeah, mm-hmm. And even I think specifically of like trying to tell people about it. What's the hope that they would… What What do I want them to do? Or what do I want right. them to say?
2: Right. And I
4: think it is is tricky because… There was some response of you know, let's pray that the that the Lord would would heal and would mm-hmm. intervene and do this and I, that's not all out of the realm of possibility, but I think in a very real way, he's devo- he's designed the body mm-hmm. to develop in a specific way. Yeah, and it developed in this way, um, in this way that is atypical, and that's. I could be mad at him for that, but mm-hmm. also at the, at the same time, I think there, there is a, a reality to me seeing the need for change or, or some sort of mm-hmm. transformation in myself versus mm-hmm. just in the circumstances. Wow. Like, yeah, that'd be easy to, to hope and expect mm-hmm. that that would happen and something changes miraculously, yeah. and, I, and I hope that it would. But if it doesn't... Um, how in the meantime am i being prepared to come mm-hmm. up under the situation you know and well, and it, grow through it
3: it never once changed my excitement mm. for having a baby like no, i was great. never like awesome oh i i don't know it just didn't it didn't change that. It it was a lot of unanswered questions because also sure. there's really not much you can do while you're pregnant. It's like, well, we just got to wait and see till right. the baby's born what it's the needs right. are going to be. And that's hard for me as like a planner know, yeah. trying to yeah. get everything figured out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it never changed that. And we did not tell a lot of people at first. Um, mm. We told like our parents and it was, it was because like we knew this was going to become the focal point of the pregnancy. Yeah. Like it, it was what people were going to talk about us the most with and it was like we were still really excited and we like didn't want to have to dwell on this every time we talk about being pregnant with people and that was just our own choice like we know like literally we do know people who have gone through the same experience as us and they told people right away and had a lot of community we also were like new to our church and still were kind of like making friends and getting Mm -hmm. closer with people so I think that you know, my natural inclination isn't to be super vulnerable. And so, mm. you know, that wasn't like I was, I had people necessarily, or we had people to be like totally raw and open with. So we didn't tell a lot of people. But once we did, yeah, the responses a lot of times were like, oh, we'll pray that God will heal or correct this defect. Yeah. So some of the two responses for clefts are either like, it's cosmetic and, oh, you'll have the repair and your kid will look quote unquote normal and it'll be fine. Um, Or the other response is sometimes like, wow, that's awful. Like I cannot believe Mm. this happened to you. I'm so sorry. And I think even like seeing that child as like lesser because of a Mm -hmm. birth defect. Yeah. And that, and I think it's just important to bring to light the reality of like the complications that come with clefts of like, there is in the United States, at least like for kids born with clefts, lips or pallets, or both, like, they do have, most of the time, we have prenatal care that diagnoses this. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Um, the ultrasound. Yeah, the right. ultrasound. Yeah, yeah. Like, we have, yeah, you we have the tools time, and we right? know ahead yeah. of time, most of the time. I mean, there are right. sometimes, especially with a pallet only, that moms might sure. not find out. Um, But we have that, and then we have children's hospitals where kids can go. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to have NG tubes and G tubes if they can't mm-hmm. eat. Um, But that's that's a really big problem. If babies can't eat correctly, like newborns already lose, you know, about 10% of their body weight. So they have Mm -hmm. to be eating to live. Um, And so if you can't suck, because if you don't have a palate, you can't push air against the roof of your mouth Mm -hmm. to suck. So that's why they aren't able to do that. Um, You know, they can't eat. So we have these tools. We have specialty bottles and we have feeding therapists and we have all of these medical interventions in order to allow cleft children to live. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's in the United States or that's in, you know, other countries that have
4: these developed—
3: Really robust healthcare systems. Robust healthcare systems, yeah. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, But, like, there are a lot of areas of the world where clefts are more common because there isn't prenatal care Mm -hmm. or there isn't, you know— Pregnant women aren't taking folic acid because they don't have access to these things, or they might not even have a knowledge of knowing that they need some of these things or Mm -hmm. these risks can happen. Um, And, you know, these babies are born and no one knows something's wrong with them. They look different. They can't eat. And the infant mortality rate is pretty high. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was reading, I was trying to look this up um, even previous before we were going to do this podcast because I was really interested in it. And it's very hard to pinpoint because a hmm. lot of the countries and areas that these might be happening like in South America or in Africa um in India they were looking at like there's so many people groups that aren't like registered with whatever the country's sure. government is that right. like you might not even know how many kids are being born um oh
2: wow yeah
3: or how many are dying because no one's keeping track of it yeah so but from what they kind of can gather like yeah the infant mortality rate is really high and and that's really sad. And so that's why, like, sometimes it's hard when people would, I think, focus more just on the cosmetic because it's like, mm-hmm. no, this actually, like, if he wasn't born in the United States, like, he could die from this. Yeah, like, this, mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't just a minor thing that happens. And I think it's really important. Like, obviously, we have a child with a cleft, so we're going to—I might be more inclined to feel passionately about, like, mm-hmm. advocating for other kids around right, the world who are right. born that way. But, yeah, I just think it's an important thing to know. And then on top of that, so you have like that risk, but also like socially, I think that the United States, we struggle with that too. Like in other countries, similarly with this study, like infanticide is sometimes an issue of mm. these babies are born and we can use a country like um, Brazil was in the study I was reading. And and it's not that Brazil is backwards or anything like mm-hmm. that, but they are a very spiritual country. And so they believe in um, – and this is talking about more like rural um, – like, people groups that are living, like, in the jungle. Um, They believe in, like, good and bad spirits. And so oftentimes, like, twins or kids born with birth defects, like, they are seen as, like, a bad spirit cause that. And so, like, Mm. mothers are given a choice of, like, we need to kill your baby because they're going to bring bad spirit into our community Mm. or, like, you're ostracized. Like, and so there is a big social component, too, of the risks involved for cleft kids that are born. Mm -hmm in other parts of the world. And um, and so it's just a really complex issue. And it's not just cosmetic, obviously, but it also isn't the end of the world for parents listening that might know somebody or might right. be pregnant and find out their child has a cleft. Like, mm-hmm. we have so many resources in the United States, but I think it's sobering to, like, remember how fortunate we are that, Absolutely. like, we live here yeah. and we have a child who is even though he was born with challenges, like he has ample resources to Mm -hmm. get the treatment that he needs um, and lives in a society that for the most part isn't going to look at him entirely different. Mm -hmm. Now, I could go on a tangent about finding out your child has a cleft and not wanting to continue a pregnancy
4: Mm -hmm. because I'm sure that there's people who have done that. Yeah, Um, We really were um, recipients of The positive side of of the care of the United States. Like healthcare system. Because we had to be in the hospital for five days when Ezra was Mm, born. And got a team there of specialists. And tried out Mm -hmm. how many different types of bottles. And there was never the fear that it would be…
3: Unsuccessful.
4: Unsuccessful or like drastically bad consequences. It was just like, how do we grow into this? And how long might this take? But Mm -hmm. there's still… I think there's just so much gratitude that flowed out of that because there was such a, a net of safety, mm-hmm. medically especially, yeah. Yeah. Um, from, from the staff there. And we yeah. loved everybody at, at OSF in Bloomington that, that helped with the delivery and the aftermath of it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah. just fortunate because to your whole point, not everybody has that or even a small fraction mm-hmm. Of of that. Yeah. And resourcing. even in the United
3: States, like, you know, there's even issues of obviously areas of women who aren't able to get prenatal care, let alone, you know, sometimes postnatal care resources mm-hmm. that they might need. So I think sometimes it's easy to focus on all the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to, like, be positive because that's that's not what I'm trying to say. But, like, it is good to think think about things as a whole picture and not just, like, you aren't the only one going through this. So mm-hmm. reach out to people you could, but also maybe through some of that research you do, you might realize how fortunate you are mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how fortunate your child is. Yeah. Even if it is just where they happen to be born. Um,
2: right.
0: So what did that look like? Like after after he was born, you said you were there yeah. for like five days. And then like yeah. is surgery put off like yeah. far down the road or like how does that even... So
3: we had kind of a unique experience because basically like they knew... Ezra was going to have like a cleft because he didn't have like a super severe birth defect. It was more like a feeding thing and they had the resources there. They had the bottles and stuff. We were able to um, essentially like I got discharged. He was born on a Wednesday and I got discharged on like Thursday or Friday. But then he became the patient in the Mm -hmm. room and we like roomed in with him until Sunday.
2: Okay. Um,
3: And I have mixed feelings like looking back now. On that experience, because I do think everybody did a good job, but I kind of think he probably would have gotten the more like appropriate care if he had been in like a NICU. So that Mm. would have been the other option. Is um, like we have good friends who have a son who was also born with a cleft lip and palate, um, who's a little bit younger than Ezra, and he he had to be admitted to a NICU for about a little over a week, I think, but he was able to have like an NG tube, and Mm -hmm. so like that helped. With weight loss, like Ezra lost a lot of weight, which is really typical for cleft kids. But sometimes looking back, I'm like, even though it would have been really hard because you can't stay the night in a NICU, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to leave and come back. Sometimes I'm like, man, you know, he would have probably had an NG tube or just had, you know, some of the things that he just because we weren't in a NICU. Right, <laughs> didn't have, but all that being said, like we had good care, it was just more like Brett and I figuring out hmm. what bottles work to feed him because we had to manually feed him. Okay. So, um, there's some different bottles where basically you put breast milk or formula into and you, um, like squeeze the nipple part and it like drops milk okay. into their mouth. Um, okay, since he can't suck, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were there for for five days. And as they would as we would like feed him, they would like weigh him a bunch to see how yeah. much he's eating and how much he's losing. Um and he had to basically get to I was like mood swings was after Ezra was born. Um I'm like <laughs> in pain. I no, hated <laughs> I hated the um neonatal doctor.
0: <laughs> Probably, I,
3: I would love to meet him now to know like if he really was as annoying as I thought, <laughs> or if it was just like, <laughs> I just sleep, had a baby. Yeah, mal- yeah. I Probably sleep. not. A lot of My stress. Kid won't eat. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just was like, well, he's got to gain, he's got to eat more. And I'm like, well, how much more does he have to eat? And then there's the whole like, I was trying to pump, and that's its whole oh, yeah. own thing. Right. And I think <sighs> that speaks so to kind
4: of more just Jordan's frame of mind. She's like, okay, this is the problem at hand. How do we, what are the steps needed? to be taken yeah. so that we can go home or so that he's, yeah. you know, deemed yeah. healthy or whatever. And I think that was more our only real qualm with, with what happened was the lack of clarity as far as yeah. here are the milestones you need to be hitting mm-hmm. as far as, you know, feeding and diapers and weight. But I think once some of that started to firm out, then it was like, yeah. okay. we've Our nurses were like home. really
3: good advocates and they were like, would kind of get some of those questions answered. And Mm -hmm. there was, like, one he was, like, really awesome and gave us, like, a bunch. He's like, I'm not supposed to give you this, but Mm -hmm. no one ever uses them. Like, take these bottles and all this stuff. And, like, was really helpful Um, in, like, hey, if you do this. And I think some of it, too, was I was, like, very dead set that I was going to pump, that I was going to exclusively pump. I knew he can't breastfeed. You know, you find that out pretty early on. And, but I was like, I'm going to pump and it's going to be great. And mm. pumping's easy and <laughs> your body's supposed to do this, right? Um, <laughs> but there's a lot that goes into it when you're not being Ugh. stimulated yeah. by a baby. And so it's hard because, like, your milk doesn't come in anyways until mm-hmm. like three days. But then I'm supposed to be, he's supposed to be proving he can like eat so much, but newborns don't really actually eat that much. Mm-hmm. They eat like, a right. tablespoon of colostrum. Right. So you're like, okay. Um, and then I was like very stubborn and didn't want to use formula, which would have been very helpful because it could have been like, oh, mm-hmm. he is able to consume this much because okay. we have liquid to use or like my milk hadn't come in. So I think everyone handled it appropriately because you're not going to like tell a newborn, a new mom, like mm-hmm. you really need to do this. But I think finally it was like, Oh, I like I need to give him formula so Mm -hmm. that we
4: can just leave the hospital and go home. Mm Kind of to your question about the surgeries and kind of what happened next then. Yeah. We had already once we found out that he had a cleft during pregnancy, we were researching different hospitals and different, you know, places that specialized in this Mm -hmm. and then eventually decided on Shriners in Chicago. Yeah. And so I did
0: a rotation there. Really? For nursing school, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. and On like the spinal cord injury.
4: Yes.
2: Yep.
4: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and so that was the great thing about Chicago. Like just up the road that the, all the spinal cord yeah. stuff and then the cleft. Like that, those yeah. were their big hitters. Like yeah. the specialties.
3: Yeah, we went with Shriners Hospital for Children. Because obviously like there's a bunch of hospitals in Chicago that mm-hmm. have good cleft teams for kids. But um, Shriners like specializes in a few things. So like with spinal injuries or mm-hmm. different um, syndromes or birth defects kids will have. So they do like craniofacial, which clefts fall into that. Okay. Um, and then a whole plethora of like bone and spine uh-huh. abnormalities um, from like club foot to like kids who are born with really, really rare um, syndromes and are like paralyzed or can't walk and mm-hmm. things like that. Cerebral palsy and different things. So, So we went to Ezra's first appointment. He was a week old, which I guess we were jumping the gun because they're like, we never get babies this little. And I'm like, oh, I thought I was like supposed to bring him in the day he was born or something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And yeah, but it's really great because you see like everybody in one day. So you Mm -hmm. see like an audiologist, you see speech and a speech therapist, um, which also is like feeding. You see like child psychology. You see like social work. You see ear, your nose, nose and throat, throat. doctor. Yeah. You see plastic surgery, which is the surgeon that would be doing repairs. Um, you see like nurses and psychologists. Yeah. Yeah. So you see like wow. seven different specialists. Yeah. yeah. Like a whole team. It's called their team appointment. Um, and it's really cool because they're doing like a lot of Proactive things mm-hmm. too, like some cleft kids, or it's not uncommon that they'll have hearing problems, or some of them can be deaf. So, like that's why you see an audiologist, and they do mm-hmm. you know different hearing tests and stuff like that. Even though like he passes newborn hearing test, you know, just more in depth things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your um, nose and throat, you know, a lack of palate obviously affects how everything yeah. works with your ear, nose and throat systems. So. Yeah, it's really, really awesome. Um, But probably like the most awesome thing about Shriners is that it's free. So it's like Mm -hmm. St. Jude's. Like you don't have to pay. Um, They bill your insurance. Like thankfully, they get some money. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, But we've like never gotten a bill. So it's. It's a huge, huge blessing because, I mean, like, we've heard stories of people who've had to take out second mortgages on their houses Mm. and things to pay for, like, surgeries and just all the different medical bills that your child has. And, I mean, even, like, Ezra, and like, he was going to the pediatrician, like, once a week for the first few months of life. And so even just, like, we had to pay for that, which wasn't super expensive, but it's like, oh, you, like— this stuff adds up really totally. quickly. Sure. And so it's really awesome when you can go to one place and see everyone you need. You're not like, yeah. oh, I need to go to the audiologist. And then I need to go to the ENT. And then we need to go see his plastic surgeon. Like, they're all there. And, and they're, they're probably
2: they're,
0: communicating
2: with yeah, each other, which is really helpful. Li- yeah, yeah, you they, literally
3: have, like, a debrief at the mm, end of your appointment so nice. where they go over everything. and Everybody's they all, there. They all, the all the have to write up, yep. like, what the goals are or what the different things are. And they're all, like great. Um, and yeah. I think sometimes there's like the stigma of like, oh, you don't pay anything. Like, oh, he must not be getting yeah, really good care. Class. And it's like, no, no it's, it's really good. Like and yeah. like a lot of the doctors teach at Northwestern or University of Chicago, UIC, like
2: yeah.
3: um, some of them are just staffed at, at Shriners, but others work at other really big teaching and research hospitals. So um, yeah, they're, they're wonderful. And we're did
0: you have to apply or like no, you just – I literally okay. just
3: called the appointment okay. line. I remember oh. I was driving in the car. I was still pregnant. And I was like, I'm due – it was probably like January or something. In February, what do I do? And they're like, okay, we can get you set up for an appointment. Um, oh. But, you know, your baby has to be born. So when the baby's yeah. born, yeah. call. Back after you. just call. Yeah. <laughs> just call and we'll set up an appointment. Right. Like there was no like – prove your wow. yeah, <laughs> kid like, Yeah, yeah, like, right, yeah. Right. Text me a picture or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, so no, we were so yeah, in the <laughs> hospital, like after he was born, we were gonna be there a few days. We, you know, made his pediatrician appointment and his his shiner's appointment. Um so yeah, like we didn't have to do anything. Like we wow. n- there was never like a oh he's not severe enough for us mm-hmm. to treat him or something. It was like you fall underneath what they treat and they're they'll take care of you. So um and they treat people not even just in Illinois, you know, there's people that travel out of state and stuff yeah, to go there.
4: That we saw from, you know, yeah the East Coast coming mm-hmm. to Chicago. Wow.
3: So it's it's really, really awesome and you know, we love we love everybody there and they are really just like there to advocate. For your kid and -hmm. for you and and to get you connected. What's nice is also connecting you with the resources like locally that Mm -hmm. are near you and that you can utilize. So yeah, Shriners, we love them.
2: Yeah,
4: I don't think we could. I don't think we could overstate <laughs> yeah. our appreciation for them. I think, especially I get emo- that's like
3: one thing I get emotional thinking about them, like all that mm. they've they've done for him mm-hmm. and will continue to
4: do. Well, because it is it's first class service, and then you see the statements for the surgeries, and you're like, that was forty thousand dollars, and we paid wow.
3: nothing, wow. and we yeah. paid
4: nothing, and like you said, there's so many yeah. other
3: you know even appointments
4: like, and things we had to pay yeah. for.
3: Even his like team appointment would be. Two grand. Like, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, normal yeah, to see all stuff. Yeah, yeah sure. you're there for a few hours. It, and, yeah. We always try to book it at the beginning of the year so we can meet our deductible. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Right. Ezra's going in February. <laughs> yep.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just, we're so grateful yeah. for, for them yeah. and what they do and how they do it. Yeah. So
0: they told you you were there early because he was they so were just little like, Oh, still. you're on top of, okay. like, you're on top of things.
3: But in my mind, it was just like, I wanted—and this is, like, me. I wanted to make sure we were doing things correctly. Right. Like, uh-huh. yeah, we had been with neonatal, but these people aren't, like—like, like they know about clefts, but their specialty is not that. So I just wanted that assurance of mind and— um
0: sure. So they kind of gave you that. a plan at that point? Yeah. Or like, they okay. went—I
3: mean, they spent—it's kind of, like, an all-day thing. So they spent a lot of time with us talking about, like, bottles we could use, you know, giving us different things, um, tons of, like, resources— and also just like some of the other um, risks that come with clefts, so like clefts mm-hmm. kids choke a lot, um, and so just like how to yeah help your kid be able to breathe. Oh man, right. and they're choking. So yeah, um, yeah. so just yeah, like, like a lot of those like day by day, I think just answering like any questions we would have, and mm-hmm. then and then kind of talking about what what the plan would be moving forward, specifically within like his first year of life. Um, And so, yeah, we kind of that plan, and I guess we could get into details in a little bit, but um, is he would have his lip repair around four months old. Um, And this is kind of specific to Shriners, but also, like, his surgeons. So they have a lot Mm -hmm. of different plastic surgeons that repair clefts. And some of them have, like, their own way of doing it, but the end result is always, like, the same, you know, as the kid gets older. So Ezra's surgeon um, does the lip repair around four months old and then does the palate repair around a year, like 11 months to a Mm -hmm. year. Um, And then there's some other surgeries that will happen when he's older. But that was kind of the main... The main okay. thing at that point was like, okay, the first year of life, you know, he's going to have yeah. two surgeries. There's, you know, here are other things um, to work on with feeding and and whatnot. Um, so then like at that point, you know, we leave Shriners and come home and then, yeah, we were going to the pediatrician like every week. Our pediatrician's wonderful, wonderful um, to weigh him specifically okay. to make sure he's gaining weight. So that's a, that's a big, big issue for cleft kids. Um, and there's a lot of different reasons, but basically like... If babies are working too hard to eat, they'll actually end up burning more calories than mm-hmm. they will be consuming. So mm. even though we're, like, manually feeding he, him, he's still kind of learning how to, like, chew on the bottle yeah, kind he of. He would, even like, gnaw at a, it. Yeah. Mm. To, like, get milk out. Because he had a special bottle that was, like, pressurized at the nipple so you could okay. squeeze it and milk would come out. Where, like, a normal bottle, it doesn't do that because you need to suck
0: okay. to pull yeah, the milk yeah, out.
3: Yeah. yeah. So that's, like, a way— he burns calories and then also, like, he couldn't cry um, mm. for, like, any extended period of time because he would be burning too many calories. So... so um, no sleep
0: training.
2: No. No. <laughs> no. no sleep training. So, yeah. So, like,
3: the... Fir- yeah. So the first, you know, probably about three months or so, we... um Went to the doctor about every week to, like, weigh him, make sure he's eating enough or growing. Not at, like, what other kids are, but just his own curve that he's, yeah, you know, sure. slowly making his way up. Yeah, yeah. he's um, kind of shrimpy. So just yeah, getting yeah. less shrimpy. Yeah, a skinny little dude. <laughs> so it was hard. Like, it was very stressful. Um, and especially, like, for me, you know, Brett was home for about two weeks. He took two weeks off work, um, which was great. But then it was, like, just me— and mm. he, like, we had to feed him every hour and a half. Oh and it gosh. took him, like, th- 30 minutes to eat. So, like, and if you if you have a kid, you know that usually, like, it starts from the time you started feeding them. So it's not like you feed him for 30 minutes and then wait an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. It's like you would wait an hour and then you would feed him again. Mm. Um, wow. And so we just, like, <sighs> I mean, everything was just, like, getting him to right. eat to gain weight. Because also a lot of times, like, if they don't, meet a certain weight, which Ezra was never at risk for this, so I don't know the details, but a lot of times they can't have surgery if they don't weigh a certain amount because they're mm-hmm. going under anesthesia sure. and they need to, you know, be a certain size. Yeah, yeah we just, like, fed him a lot. Um,
0: were you, like, afraid to be alone at home with him or did you feel, like, better um, having breath there just, like, as another... Like, were, I yeah, don't know, were there yeah. fears around it or, like, I you were saying something about choking or, like... I wasn't really scared about... I don't know if fear is the right word.
3: I think what was really hard in the first month or like six weeks or so was that I was trying to exclusively pump. So basically, Mm. like I was pumping, but also
0: we were also feeding for 30 minutes. But we were, yeah. So we were
3: supplementing (laughs) with formula because I wasn't, like I could not pump enough, Mm -hmm, especially being the only one there. Like he couldn't cry. Right. And he was not an easy child. And it's easy to say, oh, it was his cleft now, as the three year old, his personality is the just not comes yeah. out. they he, have that
0: from birth. yeah, Isn't that crazy? they do their yeah. temperament. So he is just
3: a kid that uh-huh. that likes things to go the way he is expecting them to go. Uh-huh. Sure. And so he was not a baby I could like put in a swing and he would take a nap right. and be chill. Like he wanted to be held all the time. Oh and so sh- it was just it was like impossible for me to keep up.
0: Yeah, pumping. Oh, so
3: that was really hard, and that was super, super stressful. And then finally, at like six weeks, my mom was like, "The goal is just for him to eat. Like, he doesn't have to like have breast milk. Like, you're miserable because I was miserable. Yeah. And half the time, like, I couldn't feed him when Brett was home because I would need to like pump every time he's eating. Right. Um. So it was really hard. And I just disconnected then too. Yeah. Yeah, I was like I'm not even really spending time with him because I'm just worried about Mm -hmm. pumping
0: breast milk. Yeah. And
3: so that was really. Really freeing when I was like… I'm not going to do this anymore. You know… We're going to formula feed him. And it was just like… A huge weight off of my shoulders. Mm. Um,
4: Yeah. And I think especially because this coincides with… The first five weeks of of caring for a human child. Like… It's it's so crazy as it is. right? Mm -hmm. And then you introduce this totally extraordinary… You know process of trying to, to pump this much and feed them and all the mm-hmm. stuff that goes along with that and I think it was good just to like take a step back realize the circumstances yeah, change change mm-hmm. course but
0: but you had that expectation and desire to like yeah. provide from right. you know your totally. body and you know, knowing like. the benefits are yeah, like, totally good. yeah it's not a and bad even desire like, at the all the
3: social circles we run in I do think that sometimes like conservative Christianity can be you can feel a little like oh
0: Guilty. You're not, you're yeah, not, you're yeah.
3: not breastfeeding. You're sure, not. Right. sure. Even though I'm like trying to explain that my kid literally can't. Yeah, right. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> but circumstance. Okay. Yeah. So when I
4: think yeah. since having our second child too, it's been really neat to look back and see mm. that it as hard as that time was of feeding him all day, every day, and when I was home trying to feed him a lot mm. um and trying to get up in the nights and stuff with him, but. It was really pretty special too because I think that helped us connect. Mm-hmm. Me and Ezra. Helped me and Ezra yeah. connect yeah. way more than I think we might have just under normal circumstances. Yeah. And so yeah. now we're like very, very close. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's in no small part because mm-hmm. I I was up with him yeah. in the middle of the night. Like there I was very much sharing
3: I, those responsibilities. Right. Totally. right.
4: Yeah. So it's like it was still very hard mm-hmm. because you're a new parent and you're tired mm-hmm. all the time. But I can appreciate that it was special in that sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well and that was like
3: I think with our marriage. It was hard. Like I don't know. We were talking about this. Like I don't really have specific memories of like our marriage being hard. Mm
2: -hmm. Because I
3: think a lot of people are like I don't know how you did that. Mm -hmm. And it's like you don't have a choice. Like yeah. you just have to do mm-hmm. it. And that's not me being like a pragmatic person. That's just like, it's your kid and you it's love a them yeah. and they're a baby and you're, you have to do what you have to mm-hmm. do for them to, to thrive. And so, um, yeah, it's like, that was, that's all we knew. Like we didn't know anything different about mm-hmm. how to care for baby. Like we knew this yeah. wasn't how it typically is, but we didn't, know anything else and so um yeah so like with our marriage I think I'm sure that we were stressed and like Mm -hmm. had very tired overtired and very bad like not investing any self-care or Mm -hmm. like time with the Lord or things like that but you know Brett and I were talking about how like I think for him like he I think he grew a lot in selflessness and in Mm -hmm. like service where like that wasn't a natural inclination for him. Um, and I never really necessarily noticed that. And I'm a pretty like independent person. So like being served mm. wasn't something that I noticed, but like he said that and I was like, oh yeah, like he's has very much more of a servant heart. And I, mm. and I think Ezra is a lot to do with that.
4: I don't know if you want no, to that. No, I think so. And I think it, it was at a time too, where, I mean, I, I was a young <laughs> young man still figuring mm-hmm. out like what the heck I'm doing yeah, on this yeah. earth. Right. And I think work… There was a lot of inadequacy or just… Mm-hmm. You know expectations weren't met of like… What do I want to do? Where am mm-hmm. I going to be? And all that piled on with, with everything else of life… And starting to feel a little bit out of control. Yeah. And… I just remember specifically after this is jumping forward a little bit, but after his, his uh, lip surgery and we were up at Shriner's for a couple of days and we had to, I mean, I had to literally like with all my strength, like restrain him so that we could try to like drop Mm
2: -hmm. drops
4: of milk into his mouth just for him to like eat something. Mm. And I think the emotional toll and like getting to your end, the end of yourself mm-hmm. when you're having to like restrain your four month old so they can grow and eat and they're like there and swollen. And mm-hmm. I remember leaving the room and like breaking down. Like mm-hmm. I-, I never felt so, so out of control like and helpless. so like helpless. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So helpless. Yeah. So honestly, like weak, like yeah. just so weak and like exposed. And I think the Lord really used that. Like I think the Spirit showed me through that mm-hmm. that y- you're bearing this in a way that you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like you're actually not meant mm-hmm. to just do that. You know, floating off to sea on on, on your your own raft. Like you're supposed mm-hmm. to be connected to a source of strength and life and vitality, mm-hmm. which I in and of myself am not. <laughs> like yeah. or at least to to no great degree without the Lord. And mm-hmm. so I think that was really stretching and challenging for me to just get to that point and then I think it was there was a path forward because it was like okay Mm -hmm. I know all I've been around church enough my whole Mm -hmm. life I I I know the stuff intellectually Mm
2: -hmm.
4: how is it going to fuel my life Mm -hmm. and I think that's for me personally I think that's when a lot of my life and kind of my perspective as as a parent and and um hopefully as you're saying as as a spouse started to shift because mm-hmm. there was there was purpose behind it versus just mm-hmm. like floating out to sea in this chaos of like what in the world am I gonna do?
3: Yeah. And I think for me, like on that topic of just like relying on the Lord, I think especially with like <laughs> sleep deprivation, which I know Like, it's just real. It's real. Like, Mm -hmm. when you're up, Ezra was not a good sleeper. Like, and so, you know, and he couldn't cry or anything. And, like, you know, when you have a three-week-old baby, it's not like they're going to sit there and cry for hours. (laughs) So I just remember, like, I just have so many memories throughout his first year of life of just being like, God, I like, you have to give me the energy or the strength to get through, like, this five minutes or whatever, you know, like whatever mm-hmm. it is or to get through this. Cause it is, it's just like, you know, like I can't do this. Like it is really, really hard. I'm exhausted. I'm emotionally tired, you mm-hmm. know, whatnot. Um, and I think like, you know, I fortunately like I didn't have like postpartum depression. I don't even know if I had like baby experience, any like baby blues or anything like that. Um, I felt very isolated mm. at that time because— and mostly because, like, we were— and we have wonderful friends, and so I don't want any of them, like, listening now to feel like they they weren't loving us well. But we still were, like, kind of newish to our church and, like, um, had at that point met and were, like, building deep relationships with people who are now, like, our best friends. Mm. But at the time, we were still in, like, that early stage of yeah. of friendship and— You know, but on top of that, like, no one had gone through what we were going through. Mm -hmm. So, like, we didn't have any, like, I didn't really have anybody to talk to. I had, like, some other moms to talk to. But, like, their experiences were totally different Mm -hmm. because, you know, they had typical kids. And so, and, and not to a fault, like, not putting any blame on people. But it's, like, I feel like the response sometimes with new moms is, like, to give advice or like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, kids are, babies are so hard where it's like, I told Brett like, I needed someone to be like, like, validate how Mm -hmm. I was feeling that like, this is really hard and it's harder than it is for a typical person. Like, because then I just felt like, am I making a bigger, is this really not as hard as I think? Or like, Mm -hmm. am I making a bigger deal out of this or whatever? But it's like, this is really hard and I don't, really mm-hmm. have anybody to talk to. And when I do talk about it, like, people try to— they're not really being compassionate, which mm-hmm. is sometimes just, like, sitting and suffering with people. Like, that's what Jesus did, and he just met people where they were at and was, like, in the trenches with them. And I feel like that's what I, like, really needed. Um mm-hmm. Or I, like, it, you know, needed somebody who had cleft kids that I could mm-hmm. talk to, but—
4: You know, I didn't have that, so… And especially those first Mm -hmm. few months when we uniquely, like, knew Ezra's needs. And and didn't… Not, like, didn't want to inconvenience somebody. But we knew, like, hey, if we chop him off with you and he might not be comfortable, he's just (laughs) Mm going to cry and he can't really cry… And, he, and like he's he has to eat, too much. He needs to eat every hour and a half. Eat? Can you, you, gonna you know really how to do that? Him? Yeah. Or like so, much him, pressure so. On you guys. he
3: chokes yeah. a lot. So like, yeah. <laughs> like, are you gonna not freak out and like, you know, right. are you gonna and watch if we can him get, after get past he eats, all that yeah.
4: and go out to dinner or something? Are we just like freaking out uh, the whole yeah. time, yeah. time?
2: So that Absolutely.
3: was, you know, that's hard. That was yeah, that was hard. I mean, and we were fortunate; like, we did, you know, our parents did. I think. You know, try as best as they could to like do that, but I think some of it is just like the, you know, his parents know what he needs, Um, right? How long? How long
0: do you guys feel like it took to like come back to some kind of normalcy for like your own schedules or your? That's kind of what I was gonna say. Is kind of out of that. I think
3: honestly, after like the six weeks of me trying to pump. Like, once we kind of were just like, okay, we're doing this. We can make him a bottom whenever he needs. Yeah, Feed him as much as he wants, you know. I think we started to slowly, like, get into a routine. I feel like around maybe, like, between six weeks and, like, two months old. And then it was like, oh, we get in a routine and then he has mm-hmm. to have surgery. So, I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, but,
4: I I, yeah. I think so. I think it was—there at least was maybe a little bit more sleep. A little yeah. bit more nah, sanity. Yeah. Still, so um, still terrible. not much. Um, <laughs> I don't
3: think that was the cleft, though. <laughs> I think that was just Ezra.
4: Right.
0: Some yeah. kids are just not great sleepers. Yeah. In general. Yeah. And then yeah, so <laughs> four
4: months was his his surgery.
0: How did the surgery go? Or surgeries? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
3: he's had two sur- surgeries so far, and one like mini procedure thing. Okay. Um, but his yeah. So he was four about four months old when he had his lip repair. It was very hard for numerous reasons, but, like, going into it was hard because, like, we we loved the way he looks. And maybe that Mm. sounds really silly to, like, other people, but it's, like, that's the baby that we saw when he was Mm. born, and, like, that's the face that we looked at. So it's a very Mm. weird—it's a very strange feeling of, like, I'm giving my very small baby over to you— and also, like, I know that they're going to look different. Like, they're not going to look yeah. the same when they come back. Wow. Yeah, and someone asked once, like, and it wasn't in a judgmental way at all, but, like, do you have to do this? Or, like, mm. what if you just didn't mm-hmm. do it? My response now would be, like, I think that's would have been really selfish. Because the mm. only reason we wouldn't have been doing it is because we didn't want to deal with the hardship that was going to come with you know, a surgery recovery, but it's, like, it's in his best interest
2: mm-hmm.
3: to have this repaired. Right. Both functionally, but also, like, how would your life go socially if you mm-hmm. were an adult and you had an, an unrepaired cleft and yeah. you, were, you were trying to get a job or you are trying to do things? So, it was very, very strange, and mm-hmm. you're kind of mourning, like, the loss of— you know, your kid's face. (laughs) Um, but also like really hopeful for their Mm -hmm. future and knowing like that this is, it is good and it is the right Mm -hmm. choice and in their best interest. Um, so that was very strange from like a front end, but we like, I mean, I wasn't really scared. Like I totally trusted Mm -hmm. his surgeon and I know, I knew they were going to do like a wonderful job and you know, you feel just really cared for there and they have like this one nurse specifically who's always in like the OR. They have like a OR, a couple like OR prep rooms. So They have this like waiting room where they have like other families too who are waiting. Their kids are having surgery and that's where they do like the pre ops up with you and the anesthesiologist asks all these questions and stuff. And then they have like right before the baby will go back, you can wait in like this, um, it's like surgery purgatory. And <laughs> they've got like this one nurse who's Really, really kind and like is always like it's gonna be fine, like everything's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they'll like take them back and you have like a pager and you wait yeah. in the hospital. Um, How many hours did it take
0: that first it one? It took about Probably close three, to three hours. Yeah. Okay. And
3: then they also put in ear tubes just because okay. kids get a lot of ear gotcha. infections, so, so that's why not while they're yeah doing yeah yeah. So his nice. first he he's mm-hmm. had two sets. His first set was put in then. Um. Yeah. And then he came out and it was. It was really weird. And it was hard looking back. We had quite a bit of family there, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: which I—we did not do for his palate repair. Um, (laughs) It was very hard to, like—for me to react Mm -hmm. because I'm like, well, I don't want to, like, look—I don't know. Like, I didn't want to, like, cry in front of people Mm -hmm. or whatever. So Mm -hmm. that was— weird like I really did not like that mm. um and then you have people that like they want to see him but you're like I my kids like all loopy because they mm-hmm. you know anesthesia and now they look different and they're pain swollen sw- on top of the stitches super He's swollen like and... so it's like oh my gosh he looks
2: yeah
0: <laughs> bad
3: <laughs> but yeah, he like just had surgery mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, so that was it was that was a vulnerable really hard. very mm-hmm. like for yeah.
0: him too. You know, for it was really hard, yeah. and so
3: you know those first, his lip repair was actually harder than his palate repair. He uh he just like wouldn't eat like, mm. and so he couldn't have a bottle because of the the stitches, and so he had to be syringe fed, but he hated it, like oh. hated 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 it, and. So it's just this hard mixture of he's so young, he couldn't have anything else. I think you could give him a little bit of, like, pediolite just to keep mm-hmm. uh, fluids up. But they, like, have to drink to get the IV out, and you want to get the IV out because, yeah. of course, he's uncomfortable because he has an IV, and it's really hard to hold a baby mm-hmm. with an IV in. Mm-hmm. Oh, my um, gosh, yeah. And so, like—
0: have it all wrapped up he, and stuff. Yeah,
3: and so <laughs> it's, like, that, and then also, like— You know he's probably uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. partially because he's in pain, but also, like, he's probably hungry Mm -hmm. because he hasn't eaten, you know, since— because they can't eat, like, eight hours or something before you have surgery. So Mm -hmm. even though it's early in the morning, like, Mm -hmm. they're not eating. So that was really hard. And we—he just—he really hated the syringe and didn't want to eat. So we had to stay, like—usually, it's just one night. We had to stay two nights. The lip repair is supposed to be the easier Mm -mm. between the lip and the palate. And I think we were think just like, most kids oh my gosh. Right. Yeah, better Most kids will eat it. better. And yeah. And so like Brett said, it was really hard. Like we literally had to force feed him. Like it was like waterboarding him. I think I've like blocked it out of my mind because yeah. it was traumatizing. Well, you don't realize.
0: Okay. I, I'm thinking like just giving medication to kids oh, sometimes yeah. with the syringe. Yeah. That's basically like what you told them <laughs> down. But you had to do that yeah. for like and his he regular was, meals, and he which was is like, crazy.
4: Scream. like When you realize it. how stinking strong they are, oh, yeah. to even as like yeah, little yeah. ten pound babies to be
0: fighting, you you're like restraining this. them. Yeah. And this, I think,
4: back to your and it's point just sat- yeah. about like the personal suffering of it all, it's really mm-hmm. tricky too because you know, okay, this is maybe painful for him, uncomfortable, yeah. but he's four months old and will not remember this, mm-hmm. and he's it's actually better for him, and so. There is this weird sort of endurance that you're mm-hmm. kind of prompted to take on because yeah. you're the one, really, from an emotional perspective, mm-hmm. bearing that burden as the parent. Yeah. Because it's good for them, right. And so it's like, well, how yeah, do we? So how, why or how do we do the good stuff for our kids, mm-hmm. even when it is painful for us? Yeah, long, long and I think we had two to just, weeks
3: before he could yeah. have the bottle. Yeah.
4: Yeah. that the first week or two i think i was able to be home a bit again and then um, my mom stayed for a little bit yeah and then yeah. rebecca so but that was that was very hard i think that yeah. was probably one of we the hardest like, week yeah. or two we've ever had honestly
3: oh yeah for sure yeah. and yeah so then you know we got through that obviously thankfully um were we went, there a
0: lot of, like, open, like, wounds and stuff that no, had to be? Or
3: it nasty? is, like— Okay. It is—they're not going to break it. Because that's okay. what I thought. I'm like, is yeah. this—can he, like, cry?
0: Or, like, that? So yeah So,
3: it is, like— Stitched like there okay. are some outside sutures, and then there are like a ton of like sutures okay. internally that you like can't see, and so that was actually like another like mini procedure. And I say procedure because he had to be put under because yeah. he's a baby. But they kept to cut the like main suture out, and then the rest were like the s- dissolvable okay. sutures and okay. stitches. I have a
1: question. Yeah, this might. A dumb question. No, did they no, build him a palate? Like,
4: so this is kind of what I was gonna say with the. So the first one was the lip surgery, and the uh, palate right. is also similar. But so he had, as we talked about, it's not really an absence of the uh-huh. tissue; it's like the incorrect formation. And so what they basically do with the lip is he had almost bubbled up mm. more tissue on one side of his lip, and so they go in and they detach that. Th- like from the nostrils like where it's incorrectly attached and then they like stitch that across cuz like, the tissue actually is there according to the correct layers yeah. okay. like the tissue is there and it's kind of it's roughly similar with the the palate they kind of detach it oh and then like spread it and splay it across yeah oh, and wow. then stitch it so
3: it's pretty like involved cuz it's yeah you're taking these you're things cutting off the and yeah it's crazy like his surgeon wow he he's an artist that's actually so he does like medical a illustrations yeah oh really yeah and he'll always like when we would ask him he always draws a picture and he's like well you yeah. see this and I'm like
4: <laughs> for his lip <laughs> this is why I went doctors
0: to school that for draw f-
4: pictures
0: but it is really helpful because so yeah. he's like Will you see
3: this and this is where we're gonna do this and
0: yeah so
3: yeah
4: and he actually kind of designed and made him that left nostril too yeah. with mm-hmm. the oh, wow. first lip surgery because uh. with it be- with a it- being on the left side and mm-hmm. the way our lips yeah. connect to our okay. nose and everything, his left nostril is actually kind of made out of that tissue from the surgery.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So the lip repair was really hard. Um, But we went back, got the sutures taken out and then he could have a bottle, which he like didn't want at first. <laughs> so, like, But then eventually he, he, he took the bottle. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you're left with this, like the swelling starts to go down and you're like, Okay, like this is your new face. And I mean, he looks really good for sure. There's yeah, there's some things with that will need to be revised, but they do a lot of revisions as they get older because your okay. nose, you know, grows a lot and your sure. mouth and stuff. So um, but yeah, and then it was kind of like semi focused because at this point, like he his eating was not affected because he's still, you know, his palate still mm. is missing. So um you know so that was something we're always like explaining to people like well yeah like his lip repaired but much, it doesn't really yeah. change a ton like functionally Internal, about yeah. yeah so we kind of were able to like enjoy more of the next mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
4: six, few months a few at least few months or yeah.
3: so um, because once he was like healed and things I slept train him <laughs> Because nice. he could cry, because <laughs> yeah. because at this point that wasn't really because of lip repair. It was just like he had was getting accustomed to the yeah. way he ate and was eating better. But I which like, he actually
4: took to pretty well, all things considered. Yeah, sleep yeah. After. He actually
3: once he yeah. got him in like more of a routine of sleeping, he did pretty well, and that which helped our like lives four a lot. Godsend. Well, he was even <laughs> yeah he, he was, was closer older, to was like, like six. Five. Yeah, yeah. Six. yeah. But, Um, then kind of would go into like the palate repair, which is.
0: That was at almost a year, you said? Yeah. So he had
3: his palate months? repair in January. January, I think it was like January twenty eighth of twenty nineteen. All right, Rain Man. And his birthday <laughs> is February twenty first. So he was okay. just about, you know, eleven months old. Oh wow. So at this point we had we were much closer with our friends and we were much mm-hmm. more open with like, please pray for this because his mm. lip repair was so hard and we were like, this is supposed to be harder. <sighs> like, yeah. oh my gosh. We were really, really scared. And Power Prayer, man, like, it actually was easier than his lip repair. Like, like, it was really hard. And that one's, like, weird, weirder, harder because, like, it's a lot bloodier where, like, Mm -hmm. the lip, like, there really wasn't much blood at all. But Mm. because, like, and they tell you, they warn you that. They're like... It's a little more blood. Like, mm-hmm. it, he's not going to continually bleed, but when he comes out, you know, there's going to be blood on his mouth, and he yeah. might spit it out and stuff like that. And so it's a little more like there's some shell shock in that. In sleep. Sleep. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like he... It was still really hard. And I think that one, you know he's in a lot of pain mm-hmm. because it's your, the inside of your mouth. Oh you gosh. know, the lip, it, you know, it's painful, but it's not as deep of tissue. Mm-hmm. And so... I think that one was that one was really hard because it's like I know when he's crying, like he's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Also, like he's in a lot of pain, and and they don't give, they're not going to, they don't give kids narcotics and stuff. They
0: give them like not for that, especially. I'm thinking Ronnie had a tonsillectomy and adenoidectomy, which is as you know close as a thing I can think of to this, but like obviously not the same thing. But like just cutting out like pieces of your tissue I you know, know it's like oh. inside yeah. your mouth it's so and then impossible. there's like you know you could like choke if you're right. drowsy and yeah. not you know anyways so so they don't they that was a them? horrible two weeks for us I don't it's, know yours was I'm glad yours was better than the lip but any <laughs> that I was the worst two weeks of our life it's autism. like
3: Ugh. any surgery is hard hard yeah a kid like
0: but like what, an oral surgery know. feels yeah. like I think about special, when I had like some teeth
3: taken out and I was like, "Yeah, was
4: awful. It's so involved. And I think he was an absolute champ though. Because, oh. yeah. and fortunately, so they say, hey, you should only be here maybe a day with the yeah. lip. We were there too. And yeah. it's kind of double. And so we were prepared to be there for a few days. We got to go home, I think, just after the one night. Mm-hmm. And because he, I don't know how much they were supposed to give him, but they gave him so much go-gurt. <laughs> like he ate so much yogurt. It
3: was yeah, because that's the other thing is just proving how many how much liquid they'll take. Right. So we're yeah. giving like, and he's older. He's, he's older now. to yeah, a year. so we, can, so have we more. can give him popsicles. Different things. We yeah. can give him, you know, juice. Just to we can give him calories fluids. Yeah, yeah, and um so good. And because he still couldn't have a bottle, because you don't want. It's really delicate. Like yeah. the palate repair is very delicate. Like you said, the so sucking. so it's oftentimes ki- Well, just because the tissues. Really thin. A, oh, You're working yeah. with a lot less than like yeah. your lip tissue. So okay. you like our surgeon. At least there are some some surgeons who let them have bottles afterwards, or different, or cups, or things. But we we weren't allowed to have anything. So because some kids will develop what's called a fistula, so it's a little hole, and then mm-hmm. you'll have to go back. It's not actually not uncommon that kids will have to get their palate repaired again because they'll form mm. fistulas. But you know we we're fortunate Ezra has stayed, and we haven't had any issues. But um Yeah, we were like, when we went home, you know, you do the same with the lip. It's the, you know, Tylenol Motrin every, stay Mm -hmm. on top of it so that they'll eat and not in a bunch of pain. But Gogurt, we I think I went to like Sam's Club and bought like a- With our friends. Went through it in like two days or (laughs) something.
4: We got a (laughs) a 50-pack and it was gone within that week at least. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know if this is liquid, but-
4: Right, stomach's working, yep. So, <laughs> yeah, and even like within a few days, really, he was like starting to return more to himself because okay. at a year, he's coming into so much of his yeah. personality. So, that I think was really reassuring to see, sure. even yeah. in that first week, seeing him, you know, get food, grow, yeah. and continue to personality wise, like come into himself. It was, was still hard, it was like, still hard, you yeah. Know, I yeah.
3: think sure, it's like. Sure. Yeah, it's still really hard at seeing your kid come out of surgery mm-hmm. and be out of it. There's not really consoling because, you yeah, know, yeah, you know a lot how pain. much pain it is, and yeah. they're or uncomfortable. You can imagine. And,
0: and you yeah. can give them ibuprofen, which is not yeah. much for which that is kind not, of pain. Yeah. No, it's not, yeah. <laughs> it much helps, for, but yeah, not it's that not much. much <laughs> and
3: but yeah, so we just like it just so much like saw the Lord's provision and just like answer a prayer and I think mm. for me that was like one of the first times in my life I was like oh sometimes when people pray it like actually does things yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, maybe I should share my prayer request more with you yeah people. it's like light bulb it actually yeah. matters um, and so he cares yeah that was just like mm. I think I think it was good for us too like I realized that even if people can't relate or like understand what we're going through like it's it's important for us to be open with when things are hard and Mm -hmm. you know we just really felt cared for by the people around us and not and I I don't want to place blame like before because I think some of that with his lip and stuff was like I don't think we were that open with like how Mm -hmm. hard it was going to be or things Mm -hmm. like that so I think just saw like that it's good to be to be vulnerable and open with people when especially when you see like the rallying around you mm. with that, but yeah, so he had that, and then um I guess kind of like filling in the gaps till now. Like so, he's his uh, palate repair was successful, but then basically you move on to speech. So
2: mm-hmm.
3: what's <laughs> you basically have to reteach him how to do everything he learned how to do without a palate. So
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, he s- still does not know how to suck. And that is because he is very stubborn and (laughs) does not like to do things he's not good at. So it's not typical that a kid post palate repair, this far post palate repair, two years, can still not suck. He just won't do it. So eventually his, his speech and feeding therapist is like, I've never met a kid
2: <laughs> like Ezra
3: that <laughs> won't do this. But he'll she's like he'll get it. One day he'll just figure it out on his own and he'll okay. be fine. So that's more of uh, an inconvenience than it is sure. like uh, anything else. But um like yeah, can so he eat anything? He can and, eat like, anything. Eat, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, he's good. I mean, just we certain even cups
0: like don't work just, that well for yep, as far he just as, like, has sucking to or, use or a cup.
4: A he can't use straws and
0: he okay. can't use the okay. cup. Okay, but it was So funny. just to open, yeah. Yep and cup, after right? his palate, open, though, or we
2: have
3: we found this one cup specifically okay. that like your nose you pushes it. it down.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but it was funny after his… we have like four of them. after his
4: palate. I think it was after his palate repair though because. Around a year, he's starting to eat a lot more solids. Yeah. But as he was learning that, he, there's still maybe another gap yeah, to fill in. There's still see. a little hole, still a little cleft okay. in his palate, in his jawline. They'll do a surgery okay. later. Um, okay. Yeah, in his jawline. They'll do a surgery later, like after baby teeth come out Okay. to essentially finish off the, the a jaw. Bone
0: okay. Yeah, a okay. Bone gotcha.
4: But he still had that little hole. So he's learning to eat, and it's just like, you know, avocado and like blueberries Green just flowing beans. out of his mouth, uh, his out of nose. his nose because yeah. he'd oh eat gosh. it. He'd like chew it. He's trying to figure it out and then squirt it up out of the oh hole world, and just like, come goodness. out the nose. Yeah. So it was funny. Which is like, and, su-
3: it happens all the time. Would
4: he yeah. laugh it's about it
0: post- or did it hurt? I, I mean, it was a it little can't like itches.
1: <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah. he didn't even notice
0: really? it. And then oh, sometimes
3: wow. now even still like he'll, he'll be like, Something's he'll do this like weird like yeah thing. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just Do swinging in your cleft? Yeah. And I like, but then nothing comes out. So I don't really know. It was really funny at <laughs> one time. This is maybe a few
4: months after. It was probably two or three hours after maybe lunch or dinner. And he like sneezed. And a bit of, I think a little string a of bean. chicken and green bean <laughs> oh, shot out wow. of his nose. Because it was just it. lodged up there for it. <laughs> Like the last two hours. Oh, or like… He ate it.
1: Didn't he eat it?
4: Oh, oh. gosh. Probably. It's <laughs> yeah.
0: disgusting. But,
4: Typical boy. Kids, yeah, okay. second meal. No, my kids are yeah. eating yeah. all yeah. their
0: boogers all the time. Hiding so so like, oh, yeah. At least but, it was food. Oh, my God. I Close. hit it in my cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, a, like Save this
3: for squirrels, later. Yeah, squirrels <laughs> put it in their cheeks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Club kids. No. So he… Uh, oh, gosh. That's funny. Um you can't make a lot of sounds correctly when you don't have a palate to push air off of. It's all about how we push air Uh in and out of our mouths and through or through our noses. And so um, there's a lot of sounds that you should not encourage them to make because they'll learn how to do it incorrectly before their palates are paired. And then once their palates are paired, you can start working on those sounds. So he's been in speech therapy for um, a long time, two years or so. We, yeah, probably yeah. almost Year about and two, and years. two years. So, is it um, early
0: intervention that yeah. you're it through? Okay. Yep.
3: So, cool. it's early intervention. Then, once we're kind of rounding that corner of once he turns three, is when okay. things transition yeah. to be either in Preschool the public school or, system or we could go through our insurance private, okay. privately. Okay. It can be really, really difficult. And there's a lot of. Mm kids on different um you know support group pages I'm in and stuff like where speech is just really really hard and he's done really well and his ling- he has really really good language skills and for the most part now people can understand the things that he says um he he doesn't do a great job with d's and t's okay. he does like an n sound so like a lot of times like I mean, he's trying to say dirt it'll sound like nert okay um or he'll just like cut He'll just like cut certain sounds out. um, It's a lot of the harder consonants that kids might struggle with. But otherwise, but some of that is also age appropriate and stuff. So you know, he's a kid that will be in speech for a while probably, and he'll qualify because he was born with a with a cleft. Yeah. Um, But he's really doing really well, and that's that's just great because it was it's hard when you drop your kid Mm -hmm. off at someone's house, and they're like. I couldn't understand anything. And it's not those people's fault, but it's like, they can't understand him. And he gets really easily frustrated when you don't know what he's saying because he's just more of a zero to a hundred kid. And so like that, well, he's it's smart, hard.
0: too, because he, he knows what he wants what he to wants, get out, he yeah. can, you know, and if they can't yes. understand that. So he gets really
3: frustrated. So that's been really helpful now that he can really communicate more yeah. of his wants and needs. And he's doing really well.
4: And I think that's speech. just a huge praise to his therapist. And mm-hmm. I yeah. think the the early intervention nature of the program, of oh, yeah. you're taking a one-year-old versus somebody about ready to go into kindergarten, right. let's say. And just working with him consistently mm-hmm. and, you know, the gameplay and making it fun and yeah. interactive and tricking him so into good. actually learning.
2: Yeah, She's been
4: fantastic <laughs> and especially the last probably four or five months, I think his language development and articulation has just like shot up
2: mm-hmm. as
4: he's just taking all this in and it's starting to come out of his mouth that you realize they're picking up on, on so mm-hmm. much even when you don't realize. So that yeah. has been sweet. To see and I think even helped him emotionally and personally like continue working at things. He's very stubborn. He is Mm -hmm. very stubborn. But I think trying to instill in him like keep trying, buddy. Like Mm -hmm. keep trying, Mm -hmm. keep trying. And that resiliency that kids have Yeah, just trying to like stoke that fire versus the opposite. And he's really responded well.
3: So that's kind of like, you know, we're in kind of a lull right now with like what's next you know for his cleft stuff so obviously continuing speech until he doesn't need it anymore but um yeah kind of the next steps for him will be um when he's you know maybe around like five or so we'll do like Mm -hmm. a nose revision just to kind of get things touched up that need to be and then um the next Big thing will be that bone graft surgery that Brett had mentioned. Okay. That's usually when they're around, like, 10. So they take a, a bit of his hip and they'll put it into his okay into his upper jawline. And then a whole lot of dentist and orthodontic work. Because um, you can't tell it now from a picture of him or when you look at him. But, like, his his upper jawline is off-center. So, like, okay. his teeth are not correct. Are no.
0: they, like, connecting? They're, well, obviously for eating. His, and a stuff. lot of they're, his
3: teeth are coming in yeah. well. But it's, okay. like— where my two front teeth would be in the middle of my mouth, they're, like, over here. Okay, okay. He just has a lot of lip tissue, which is a good thing. So when he smiles, you can't always see his top teeth anyways. So, yeah, like, that's a big thing. And then just a lot of dentist work. And that's—a lot of that's just kind of a guessing game because you got to wait and see how his teeth—his adult teeth grow in. And Mm -hmm. thankfully, he's had—he has most of his baby teeth. There's some of them— one or two maybe missing where the cleft is in his uh, his jawline, but yeah. And then like if we want or if it's necessary, you know, different revisions or scar stuff as he gets older. And then I think that Shriners sees him until he's twenty one. I think is usually oh, wow. when pediatrics okay. ages out. So, and at that point, I don't foresee him. I yeah. mean, hopefully, needing, needing anything. anything. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of weird because I think a lot of people are like, oh, he's—you're done. What was that like? Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, thankfully, like, we've gotten through two of the, like, major, major surgeries. But we—he st- still does have, you know, a road ahead of him. And yeah. and one mm-hmm. thing that I—I I was telling Brett about, like, honestly, what I worry about more than his surgeries is, like, the social aspect. Yeah. like. A lot so right now he's three and he's mm-hmm. cute and you can't really tell totally that he has a cleft and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like he's not gonna be three forever right. and eventually he's gonna be nine. Yeah. And his teeth are gonna look funny and who knows what kids are gonna say. And mm-hmm. like like bullying is a really big thing for a lot of cleft kids mm-hmm. post repair, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, that's something more I worry about is worry about and also as a parent like how do we teach and foster like that he was created purposely that God mm-hmm. did not make a mistake creating right. him like um but also like recognize that that's there are things that are gonna be really hard for him mm-hmm. and that's harder for me to think about than yeah. enduring pain of surgery or something right. it's more like those kind of emotional scars that mm. I think Last a lot longer yeah, than the
1: trials he'll face, yeah.
3: Um, and so you know, and that's just stuff that we're gonna have to encounter, yeah, as it comes up. Um,
0: well, and you guys are s- like such present parents, yeah. I just feel like having that open communication is the biggest thing you can have, you know, yeah. like what well, you can't yeah. protect him from the whole world, no, you can mm-hmm. prepare him as best you can, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. not that you want to like. Have him anticipating something bad coming. You know what when I mean? The kids but make like, fun of you. Yeah, yeah, just so you know Beat when someone up. says yeah. this awful thing to you, but you know, that's that's what you can do is like yeah. being there and, and hopefully he feels, you know, safe to to share that with you guys and yeah. you can speak truth into those things. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it's a great point. Like you want to it's sort of our inclination sometimes to want to safeguard all the bad mm-hmm. stuff. Like mm-hmm. protect all the bad stuff. And it's like totally you that. do a lot of that. Yeah. But what I want more than anything for him is to is for him to know, the sheer like magnitude of God's love for mm-hmm. him, right? And if I can do that, you know that that the presence of that mm-hmm. is greater than the void left by yeah. by other kids. And I think especially, you know, think back to March or April last year with COVID mm-hmm. and like how Hugh, I felt like for the first time. Some of these biblical pictures of like these lepers and everything like came Mm -hmm. came to life. Of like, I don't want to be around somebody to have they had COVID. All this stuff, right? And you see, the picture of Jesus that we get is so compelling because Mm -hmm. his heart, not for a second, wants to keep the outsider or the marginalized or even just somebody that looks a little different at a distance. Like it is immediately, you know, come, Mm
2: -hmm. come,
4: and so. That doesn't there's still nuance and then like practicality that how you live sure. that out, but I think the reality just bears bears the weight of of, of God like actually wanting to, mm-hmm. to be with us and like God wanting Ezra to know that he is loved. And so mm-hmm. I mean it's it breeds then another problem or just situation that's complex of like, okay, how do we then show that? How do we experience that? How do we then show that to Ezra? Mm-hmm. How do we want him to experience that, and then show it to other kids, and hope that mm-hmm. we can't control it, but hope that other kids will right, show him right. that sort of love too. Right.
2: So, and I
3: think like so that he can then show love to other yeah. people. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I mean, my own like parent heart would love if he like uses his cleft as an ex- as a way to connect with people and to yeah. come alongside you know, maybe other kids like him or just advocate for
2: mm-hmm.
3: for cleft kids and or just any kids who are born with physical differences or disabilities and
0: so now he's also a big brother. So yeah. how's that all working yes, out for yeah. you guys?
3: Yes. Yeah. We had, Is he
0: excited about that? He is, is yeah. He?
3: he really loves so Rose was born in September. So she's four months old and he loves her, yeah. He tries to like sometimes throw toys at her but he's not really <laughs> mean, he's not really mean to her he's poked her in the eye a few times well, it's like no. play with
1: me yeah does he like love her to death yeah, he, that's what Ollie does he really yeah he really does, he yeah, Do he really does like, love I just her. love her
2: so yeah. much yeah. and he's like
0: squeezing I'm like let her yeah, um. yeah. we haven't gotten she- to that like <laughs> that
3: point because he's he does okay also like playing by himself too yeah so who knows when she's like sitting up and he can like drag her around the house again. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it'll
0: happen. Yeah, I
4: think he just wants her to play. And yeah. it was really fun. Again, I was, I was like, was, you're
0: boring. I was so <laughs> grateful
4: for my work. I had a ton of time. Like yeah. I had six or seven weeks off of work oh, after so we had nice. Rose. And so, you know, for so, at least the first few, every day mm-hmm. it was just like me and Ezra, like, we're gonna go yeah. tear up the town. Like, what are we gonna do today? I
3: love it. And like I'll just here. stay here yeah. with the baby when with she my cervical yeah. <laughs> right and, and so that that was really oh, special yeah, too. like physical. yeah, <laughs> yeah that's cool. but yeah she's a she's, she's a good baby she is yeah she is is the breastfeeding really working
0: out for her and stuff yeah, or is that yeah
3: i yeah i was kind of like i want to do it cuz i don't want to buy formula
0: oh I feel ya it was so expensive that's what my sister
1: told me well once you've had to buy
0: it for a kid like we did with Ronnie too it's like okay this is obviously saving us hundreds and hundreds of dollars but yeah so she I pump a
3: lot mostly because I get mastitis and she's not great at Sure. Things in mastitis is awful. So yeah, we do a A a mix mix of stuff, whatever works. And it's great that she can take a bottle and Breck can feed her and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, she is, uh, she's, she's great. I think, I think I realized through her, I'm mourning, like, Mm. the enjoyment of Ezra. And that's been really, like, I don't really think I was able to enjoy, like, holistically Mm. his first year of life. Because there was just so much that we had to do, so much that was, like, gonna be happening that we were like Mm -hmm. awaiting and just a lot of hard stuff where with her it's like oh I can just like look at you and like she's Mm -hmm. also just a very happy baby and you know pretty go with the flow so I think it's really a blessing that we're able to like experience that type of Mm -hmm. you know Baby and infant experience yeah. and child experience, yeah, just like they're the just simplicity really different. Of it, yeah, you know? they're really, really yeah. different. Um, but the Lord's been really gracious in that, and I think like we see, you know, the uniqueness of almost being thankful that like our first child was a lot harder because mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, I. Oh, this is a breeze. You know, yeah. I think we were honestly like, well, any kid will be easier than Ezra. So <laughs> like for the most part, unless, you know, there's something else. right? One you know.
4: well, thing, goodness, like but. her, her personality was a little easier to handle as it was. Mm-hmm. And then the medical stuff was not there. Right. And then we were parents for the second time. And so right.
0: she's things. still,
4: it, it's not the same as it was before because and, and she's still a newborn. So right. it's still hard and tiring and, and everything that comes along with that. But it did feel like, okay, we can we can try to slow down a little bit. We can mm-hmm. try to enjoy this. Um, and hopefully even now start to hit more of a rhythm mm-hmm. as she's four plus months old. Yeah. Ezra like went on a sleep strike for a while for oh, no. the first like four months um, of her life. So that was that pretty rough. That kid needs rough. to find
3: a passion and yeah. just go yeah. after it and he'll do a great so job. So that was rough.
4: But I think we're hopefully hitting some, yeah. some good strides there.
3: Yeah. But he's a he's a really good big brother. Yeah. He's a really fun kid. I feel like I'm making a lot of like sarcastic comments he's about him. He's very funny. But he's really goofy. <laughs> He loves he loves music and having fun loves dinosaurs hmm. loves identifying as a reptile he says Ezra, <laughs> Ezra Ezra is a good turtle or oh Ezra is a good pachycephalosaurus, oh, which is a type he of dinosaur hanging out with Oliver yeah. Yeah. no they all like, his dinos yeah. and he wants
0: to be a dino or an animal <laughs> yes. at any given day I don't
3: think the T-Rex thing really connects in their brain of like that they're just Carnivorous monster. Oh, totally.
0: Oh, it connects. (laughs) Yes, does it? (laughs) I'm like i like all the the evil villains. Uh, Who (laughs) was that? Museum of Science and Industry, or oh, Field Museum. I think they had that Sue. Yeah. So they had like a video. You go into the theater, and there's like this video. I mean, it was like graphic of like a T Rex (laughs) eating like a bloody, you know. And he was like, yeah, like loves it, (laughs) doesn't care. So
3: Ezra's the different where he is scared. Like mm-hmm. he's scared of those things but he still loves the idea of a T-Rex. I don't know. Oh, I no. Don't know. He has this stuffed T-Rex that he sleeps with every night. That's mm-hmm. very docile looking if I yeah. know, Oh my goodness, cute T-Rex. Say. But yeah, he's he's <laughs> really Ollie real.
0: too. Ollie's <laughs> Don't look that docile. But no, they're scary. <laughs> Especially the white one. It sounds the like... white one freaks me
4: out. You need to hang out. That's I call it the
0: Velociraptor. Oh. I but you know uh, how Dinosaur.
4: <laughs> yeah. I know
0: them all. <laughs> but he is, yeah. He is a
4: really, I love it. really oh, he's really so fun. he's so fun. We love him he's he's so like much. One of my best friends. Which it yeah. sounds weird oh. to say. But oh, yeah, we, we get to spend a lot of time together and he's a really good that.
3: helper. He really likes helping.
4: Yeah. It was funny. Just a couple weeks ago, a quick anecdote. We were playing out in the snow after we got like a good snow. And it was super fluffy. So it wasn't packing well. And so we're trying to like build a fort and we're trying Mm -hmm. to build a snowman. But it like literally just wasn't working. So I'm like, all right, as we can, we can try to build a snowman. I'm like, buddy, but it's not working. And he looked at me and he had this like light bulb face. Keep trying, Dada. Keep trying. Just because, <laughs> like, because he always gets really <laughs> mad when, like, his yeah.
3: magnetiles
4: don't work, yeah. Yeah. yeah, his train disconnects or something, like, it's like, always the world's ah! in there, yeah. yeah, it's like throws hey, it, take yes, take a deep breath, count to four, <laughs> keep trying, keep trying, buddy. And so, it's so funny to see, like, <laughs> oh. yeah, that resilience, he was, he but also the helperness, you. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I should yeah. keep trying. Oh, okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> and I went on to like not pack the snowball because it wasn't like possible. It's not gonna
3: work. So. But that has I not will clicked. Keep or the yeah. like, we don't have that in yeah. the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh please, please. Yeah. I'm like. I literally don't have an orange to give you. I it's love that
4: you're here. saying please. Yeah, but
1: please, like, mama, please. I just please. say it the right I'm
0: way. Like, oh,
1: oh, I gosh. say it the right <laughs> way. Maybe it'll magically appear. Yeah, <laughs> right. I
2: love yeah.
4: It. it's fun to see him grow and develop, and as we've talked about, just get yeah. in their own. And
3: just be a normal and- kid, and I think that's mm-hmm. where like the gratitude for you know Shriners and just this is that he he is he has the ability to you know, just be a mm-hmm. normal kid and to. Go on to hopefully, you know, do great things, and yeah, just I hope that he he's able to understand how fortunate he is for for that. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that. you guys
1: have been through a lot, but I'm just so glad, like that you guys, your perspective of everything has been. Even I remember going to your baby shower, and it was just mm-hmm. like you guys were very calm and. I mean, I don't know what, how I would be like in in your Mm -hmm. shoes or anything like that, but you've always stayed calm. And I really think that just shows who you are as individuals, but also like, I mean, just your relationship with Christ and how you've leaned on him in these things. Mm -hmm. And so, and sharing this is like, it's so important because I've learned so much and to make it less scary for somebody walking through it, you Mm -hmm. know, like if... If they have a friend or a family member, like even how to respond, you know, to somebody walking through it in those ways you pointed out earlier, those like three points, you know about how people responded. and so those are just like really really good things to hear and and learn, you know. so
3: if you're put in this position, like we should try and be lights in whatever way that we can. right It's funny when you said we were calm. I was thinking of another office scene. You know the part when <laughs> Dwight lights the fire to try to teach fire safety? Oh, yeah. And my, and they're like, what do we do? And Michael's like,
0: stay effing calm.
3: Because <laughs> like, I'm thinking like inside my head. Like yeah. I might look yeah. calm on the outside right. and inside my head it's like... Yeah. Stanley's having a heart attack and everyone's running around (laughs) and it's three in the morning and I'm trying to feed Ezra and it's not working. Yeah. But
1: no, I mean, there's no moments of that. But like you guys, I mean, it's just kind of how you are too. Robbie and I've always said that you guys are like beyond your years. I've I feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, they've just
3: trapped in the body of an 80 year old. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not at
0: all, but you guys have a lot of wisdom and yeah.
1: So oh, I'm thank
4: you. That's really sweet. Yeah. I'm glad that you've is. gotten That's to
0: share your story. So, yeah, I love hearing it for the first time. Really. I mean, like, I had some notes from Tia and stuff, and you had told me briefly, but just hearing you guys talk about it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I know it's true. Like, I have to remind myself, like, the hardships are what grow us and mm-hmm. grow our character, like you were saying. But, right. like, you know, you just, you don't you don't know what God has for you when you get yeah. married, start a yeah. family, and totally. you know. Yeah,
4: through yeah. that, it's, and you never uh, know what somebody else is going through. Yeah, like, not even saying like pity me, but
3: right, yeah. To oh, be yeah.
4: able to, I feel like mm-hmm. a few months ago we were talking about the idea of you know compassion and empathy, and I felt like this <laughs> prompting and conviction from the Spirit. Like, man, you've been conflating the ideas of sympathy and empathy. Like sympathy is, yes, good, but it's more um, a- a validation or a- affirming. Empathy is, I'm going to try to understand as best as I can what you're mm. actually going through. Right. How, how can I feel what you feel? And that's different. <laughs> and yeah. it's like with any population that that's hurting or struggling or just any person, like you start to see people… As babies that have grown up and Mm -hmm. had hardship and Mm -hmm. stuff happened that that Mm -hmm. sucks in their lives. And you give them the benefit of the doubt,
2: Mm -hmm.
4: hopefully, sometimes, to to realize like, okay, I'm going to reserve judgment, pick out the speck in my own eye, and and try to see you as a human Mm -hmm. that's been through some stuff. Mm -hmm. And walk a a mile (laughs) or 10,000 miles Mm -hmm. in in your shoes um, to understand you better. Mm -hmm. And gosh, I'm not good at that, but I want to get better at it. And hopefully, like, just through conversations like this, we can all get a little bit better at it.
3: I was going to say, I feel like we encountered a little bit of that, like Ezra's first appointment with Shriners. And that's kind of just my last point on that is because you walk in there and we're so consumed with our kid having a cleft. And then there's, like, kids in wheelchairs that are never going to walk and Mm. kids who can't feed themselves and parents, you know, caring for severely— disabled or mm-hmm. um yeah kids with missing limbs or whatever and so it's just like really sobering and
2: totally.
3: like this is gonna be really hard but oh, it could be harder and I just when I think about Ezra's first year of life or you know first year and a half of life I think I just am so I see God's hand so clearly in it and I think it can be really easy in in hardship and struggle to like Place the blame on God um, to a point where, like, it gets really hard to see how He has brought you out of it or redeemed mm-hmm. it. And sometimes the end result isn't always what you want. Like, the mm-hmm. end result wasn't that Ezra didn't wasn't born with a cleft lip and palate.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But I'm just like, man, I would not have been able to get through that without the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, I literally don't know how, like, we're right. all functioning people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like God is so good in those moments of of hardship that he gives you five more minutes of energy to do something mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, the endurance to get through hard things. And, you know, I just feel like that it's really changed a lot of my perspective on, like, hardship of just trying to align myself more with, like, who God really is and that he is a redeemer and a restorer mm-hmm. and— sometimes it takes years to see that, but
0: well, and I yeah. think that's that's what it is, you know, like think about when people were praying for you before Ezra was born. Mm-hmm. you know, like God could God have done the miracle Of course he could have done the miracle. Mm-hmm. but like what would you have missed in your own development and your own yeah, you know right. your own growth and your mm-hmm. own relationship with him I mean like yeah, you exactly. almost once you're through it and you're you know, and you see, and in this case, you know, obviously you see like so much hope and you see that he's he's doing so well and all these mm-hmm. things from the other side of it. But it's like you wouldn't really have changed it. It's just no. part of your story and it's yeah. part of his story and yeah, it's exactly. who he is, you know. So I think that's the beautiful thing that like often we just want the quick fix of like, God, mm-hmm. do this miracle. And those are amazing things, but do they affect us the same way as like, the long, hard days, hard nights, you know, where we mm-hmm. have to rely on him and learn, you know, to see him and all these things. I don't know. Thank you so much, yeah, you guys. Thank for you guys
1: for sharing. traveling
0: here and
1: yes. oh. Oh.
0: spending your Friday night with us.
1: Glad
4: to We're weary travelers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for gossiped. Yeah.
0: We love it. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and click subscribe.